Correct. It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Jose. I'm Brian. And we also have uh, from Comic Playground, Mr. Corbin, with us tonight to help us and celebrate in a episode 200. He had to go run and get some headphones so you guys all don't have um, a bunch of audio feedback. Feedback. I what did everybody think of the new intro? The, the good yeah. term. Love the new intro. Big shout out to the darts. Thanks for that. Yes, episode 200 is bringing many, many changes this week. We're going to start using Discord, and hopefully we'll have less and less issues with it as we go. Um, We got a new intro from the darts, and also, as you see at the bottom of the screen, we have the new Absolute Geek Podcast logo. I thought it was another logo. So shut your mouth. I'm going to give you a scissor. I'm going to give you a scissor kick to the back of the neck. I'm going to dong flip you. Yeah, there oh. you go. Oh my god. Dong flip. So tonight's episode is I'm drink I'm trying to drink fireball. That's that's gonna be okay. So we have a giveaway giveaway this week. Our giveaway is a Neil Adams signed um print for the infamous uh Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Speedy shooting heroin cover. So that's going to be the giveaway is how many times Kyle makes a face when he takes a shot of fireball. If you can correctly count it and put it in the uh, comment section below. I'll throw um, you in the raffle. Yeah, well, it'll throw you in the raffle. We're going to do, I mean, we're going to do other ways to give us away too. So this will be a month long giveaway, but that'll be one way you can enter is to, to count how many times Kyle makes a face after taking a shot of fireball. So you'll see me open the cap. I take a drink. 746 <laughs> <laughs> never ending sh- shooter of fireball so we got to tell that we got to tell that story so the, the, start this off with the with the with the Kyle Bash story a little bit oh yeah so i'm sure you guys all seen the picture of me next to the piñata that was awesome bro so i had a it was my birthday my birthday was tuesday so last saturday we threw a party my, my awesome family threw me a party. Brian and Matt came. It was a blast. Absolutely did not. Because I was invited. Yeah. Everyone was invited. You were definitely yeah. invited. Hey, Corbin, welcome. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> can, you, can you hear this time? I'm good? I can. Yeah, You're good. Great. All right. Well, thank y'all for having me. <laughs> Dealing with the patience with the tech. That's yeah, my one weakness, you. y'all. Oh, I man. thought it was buying a proper light, but I think you cleared that up. Okay, see, <laughs> I, I explained that away already, though. <laughs> Taking Jose 200 uh, episodes to figure that one out. Hey, Jose is in the middle. <laughs> Jose's just cheap. 
properly met Jose. <laughs> hey, I, feel it all, I think light is overrated. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can hear my voice. You already can't see me when this light goes off. So I mean, just got to deal with it. Wow. I'm just so, uh, not funny. <laughs> Kyle's big birthday bash. We show up and uh, the dude's got a whole cooler for his full of squirt. <laughs> what a good friend. What a good friend. I've been on the wagon for, for months now, and I get over to party with my good buddy Kyle, and he's got a whole fucking cooler for a little squirt, man. Now, now, now you're screwed. Now yeah, you're I back fell, on that. I fell off the wagon. You're back on. Yeah. I like how yeah. Corbin had to like turn his light off and turn it back on just so he's... <laughs> he, <laughs> to prove a point. Oh, my goodness. You're right, Tim. Jose couldn't make it. It was personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, now it was a good time. It was a blast. It was fun. We show up, and Kyle's got a uh, sombrero on that fits over maybe a quarter of his forehead. <laughs> he wore it all night. Wore it all night. There was a big, huge uh, pinata uh, that had an absolute geek shirt on. Had the Rob Liefeld shirt on. And once we cracked it open, it was full of booze and lottery tickets. <laughs> Did you win anything off those lottery tickets? Shit, I haven't even scratched them yet. Ah. I have to scratch them tonight. Yeah. So, you know, I have to give a big shout out to my buddy Chuck. Yes. So, he he walks up and he, he hands me a pen. And, and we've talked about it before. He's He's become quite a good woodworker. He works with a lot of different wood, and he makes pens. And I'm sure he does work with a lot of wood. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow. and, you know, coming over and digging through comics and stuff, you know, over at Brian's, we've gotten pretty used to him having just like. I like I like how Corbin <laughs> says, wow, like he forgot what show he's a part of. This isn't yeah. Comic Playground, bro. We're, <laughs> we're, we're not censored. <laughs> okay. It was a natural reaction, but I understand. <laughs> So he hands me the pen and I'm like, cool, that's that's nice. It looks cool. I mean, it's nice looking. It's a nice looking. Get my pen for me. It's it's on top of my comic books and uh, and the card. So what it is, I look at it and I open up the card and I read it and what it and, and I've talked about this before, but I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. I've talked about meeting Bruce Campbell. I, I love Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. So what he did was somehow he found um, somehow he found a website or somewhere where they were tearing down the cabin of the Evil Dead 2 prop cabin. So what he did was he actually took he got a piece of the wood and I'll, and I'll read the card. It says a certificate of authenticity. The wood in this item was sourced from the wood in the Evil Dead 2 cabin and was re- re- Removed by myself, Mike, during a process called the Evil Dead Uproot, with full permission from the landowner to remove any items related to the Evil Dead 2 filming. Details of the the removal can be seen at www.evildeadworkshed.com. So he got a piece of the Evil Dead 2 cabin, and he made me a -a one-of-a-kind pen from it. Got to be probably the coolest gift that I've ever seen somebody give. It's pretty cool. So... So, big shout out. That was cool. Yeah, very big shout out. 
and, and then uh, I thought that I had scored one of the biggest comic scores I had ever scored, and it turned Uh-oh. out. To be, I, I so I go I I'm on my way to Kyle's. I end up showing like two. I, I pull a Chuck and show up two hours late. Two and, hours. Late. The, yeah. The reason why is I'm I'm going I'm on my way to Kyle's and I get uh, a notification ding on my phone from OfferUp that um, uh, a comic has been put up and I just take a look at it and it's literally two miles from where I'm going to meet up with Kyle from Kyle's sister's house and I'm like well, I'll go pick it up and it is the first um, Vampirella edition and I'm like that's a great book and the person that put it on only wanted ten dollars for it. That's like a three hundred to seven hundred dollar book, right? And you never see it for sale. And I'm like, oh, I'll take a chance on it. And I thought it looked like the real one. I just, you know, I, I should have done a little bit of my homework, but it was ten dollars. It was right by Kyle's house, so I stopped there before and and to and I'm waiting outside in the parking lot for this for this lady. And it's kind of in a sketch part of town. And she, it's like ten minutes. She's not coming out. And I'm like, I shoot her another text. I'm like. Hey, am I in the wrong spot? Because you know, I, I don't see anybody. She's like, no, I'm coming out. You'll see me in the pink top. And sure enough, you know, she was a dancer. And Ooh. yeah, yeah. And she goes, she comes up to the car and she goes, hey, <laughs> I like uh, Corbin's face. Corbin's yeah, face. Yeah, Corbin's <laughs> like, ooh. Hey, 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 ooh, la, la. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks yeah. like someone just told Bill Cosby that they don't like pudding pops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's no problem, man. Um, so she comes up to the car and she goes, hey, you're going back towards the freeway. If you give me a ride right up the street, I'll give it to you for half off. I'm like, why not? You know, I, I'm on my way that way anyways to go to Kyle's uh, sister's house. It, I'm not losing anything from it. Hell, I might gain something extra from it. So, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, You're missing your kidney, right. kidney in a CD <laughs> motel bathroom full of ice. But, but I think I might have gotten some really good information too, right? So she okay. gets in the car and she starts telling me, you know, oh, I, you know, I used the to be. The only thing you got was a snail trail across your front seat because she wasn't wearing <laughs> oh, any underwear. Did you get tested? So she, she tells me, starts telling me about. <laughs> Did how you get tested? She doesn't, <laughs> dance. Yeah. she doesn't dance anymore. And now she's in she hooks. Escort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, the natural, the natural progression. The natural progression. This is the best part. She only escorts for Phoenix police officers. Brian was an Uber for a hooker. (laughs) And so I found out, she started telling me about all these police officers that she was, you know, she goes in escorts for and this and that. Escorts, huh? Yeah, escorts. She escorts. escorts. So anyways, you know, I drop her off and, you know, I go to Kyle's and I'm thinking I got this killer book in my car. And I'm like, man, this is fucking awesome, right? And this is the this is the book, and you can see, I mean, it's the the oversized edition. It's got the. Oh, you know, how did she get it? Uh, it was uh, it, it was her ex husband's. She had, she was selling all client. the client shit. Yeah, <laughs> could have been a client. It could have been. Who knows? But anyways, so I'm I'll like, fucking, I scored right. I get it for five bucks. Fucking, I got a great story. 
I fucking get home. I'm all stoked. <laughs> I start looking at it. Tim says fucking in the chat, uh, set that car on fire, bro. No amount of pill- penicillin or bleach is going to clean that seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking reprint. It's a fucking oh. reprint that looks exact other than instead of September, it says October here. And the price tag is four ninety five. Everything else is exact. But you know what? It was worth taking a chance on. I got a great story. And you know what I mean? It was on my way to Kyle's birthday party bash. So I thought I was bringing the hooker or, or I mean the stripper. Or I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the comic book. I mean, the comic book. So we'll anyway, put on, uh, uh, black light. yeah, that was, that was, that was a fun <laughs> <laughs> but uh we won't get too much into it because this show is for children too what grown <laughs> men are children now you're a child you're a child no you're a child you're a cow so anyways uh that was that was a blast and, and, and kyle kyle i gotta tell you thanks for thanks for inviting us I, I we really had fun i know i had fun and uh it was cool to hang out with your family and Shoot the shit. The only thing you guys didn't get to do was put the sombrero on Kyle's head. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a... Oh, shucks. Darn. So my newbie had taken a picture of me like this. And she she told me to do that as, woohoo, you graduated. That's why she said she was taking the picture. What she actually did was, so that I could look like this, so that they could make this huge picture of me to put on the wall... And they bought these little sombreros with stickies on it, and they blindfolded you, and then you had to turn around and then walk up and try to put the sombrero on top of my head. Yeah, what was but, it called? Pin the sombrero. Was I think it was pin the sombrero on the honky. Yep, that was it. That was <laughs> wow. awesome, man. That was great. That was awesome. How do you feel about that, Jose? I'm a little offended. Yeah, I bet you are. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Jose wow. too. Yeah. And the best part was uh, your neighbors brought the music for us. Yeah, we didn't even need to play any music because we had our own mariachi music playing next door. All night long. So to, to help with our fiesta, we had authentic music. Yeah. Music yeah. of the culture. It was fun. I had a blast, man. I love the over dramaticness of Kyle taking a shot of fireball. It's terrible. Yeah, when the when the when uh, if you guys have seen, I have, is the video out there? Can they see the video? The um, him hitting the pinata. I don't think so. I think I only put it in chat. That was great. That was great. Yeah. So there's a pinata, and I spun around a few times, and I went to go hit it, and I hit it, and then I fall into the clothesline, and I I fall back, and I fucking can't even stand up straight all i did was turn around three times i had zero fucking balance ability yeah that was cool and <laughs> then to see see like uh there's a couple young kids at the party and the kids went to go for the candy and all the parents are going hold on hold on let's separate <laughs> that let's separate that someone snuck away with some bottles of jim beam oh well, brian doesn't want you to know if he ran up there too and was trying to get some suckers Oh, bro, oh, dude! Man. I don't know what those those raspberry those raspberry suckers. Were. Oh man, they were the best, especially <laughs> when you're like three sheets to the wind, man. Oh, those were good, dude. Those are good. Um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. 
I'm Cena Grace, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. If you guys don't know, Monday, Comic Playground was gracious enough to let Mr. Matt come on and hang out. How was the show? Was the show good? I think you mean let Mr. Matt come on and completely kill their show. Yeah. I destroyed it. It was so so much fun going on. I mean... I think that I was, was even most, on the show and I had a blast. I think that was her most fire episode to date. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was pretty good. And like fire as in dumpster fire? Or? No, someone told me that it was their uh, highest downloaded episode yet. Yeah. And all yeah. the there's all the demand for me to come back. But I'm I'm knocking down the door. I got to I got to stay loyal to this show. <laughs> <laughs> It's been it's been it's been hard for Matt to get his head through the door. It's been so big now. Uh I know. Corbin's like, you done? You done? Let me tell the real story. I mean, I mean, okay. To be fair, it was a decent episode. You know, (laughs) decent, best, decent. (laughs) No, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You guys definitely got to come through again. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and I just calling the studio was hilarious. But we got to sub you out next time. We got like 18 people on there. So. I got to sit behind my man crush, Dick Toledo, and he didn't even know it. Look, I'll be honest with you. You got so many people on that show, but you really only need like two of them because half of them don't even talk. I mean, you know, we're still working progress. So I was trying to find our way, you know, our roles. And yeah, I, I mean. It's a really good show. I just haven't heard that. I was, I'll be honest. Like I was sitting there and I was like letting everyone talk and you know ken is darth vadering in the mic no hate all will all love oh, ken man, come on yeah but uh yeah so i was breathing in the mic and so i'm just sitting there waiting sitting here and not saying anything i was like this i was and like no, i am like I i'm like tim on his first appearance i'm like like tim and um garcia. josh garcia and and everyone I've ever had on my show that doesn't say a word. I was like, I gotta, I gotta say something. How, how, how does it feel? I w- <laughs> it felt weird. I was sitting there and I was going, being his his response about Phoenix Fan Fest, and he just keeps looking at me, like he keeps looking Trying at me. To get you to say something? No, and I was like, I literally finally said, I feel like you're, you're like expecting me to like jump in the conversation and save you here or something, like because you keep looking at me. <laughs> So the so, setup is so weird. If you're like right on that side, because the first time Ken came, I was talking. He was to my immediate left, and I kept looking back at him. And I guess it was interpreted as if I was looking at him for like backup, and it wasn't the case. It's just the fact that when you're having a conversation, you feel like you're talking to everybody. Like you want to look at everyone, or at least that's my own opinion. So from Ken's spot, yeah, you were right next to him. I'm not sure if he was trying to like lob you a couple of, you know, and as Matt would say, like if he was trying to lead you on. Or if he was just trying to address the whole area, but I did see that like he's right to your immediate left, so it's like the first guy he's looking. But you know, well, he could have been looking at Donnie. Like Donnie time. was in between us, but Ken wants to okay, just sit there and like stare at me. Cat professional like you guys. Well, <laughs> that's no, sir. That's you know? Brian. Yeah. That's Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian is the podcast professional. So uh, finally, uh, Matt builds up the courage and he starts to talk. And I'm sitting <laughs> there, and so I'm sitting behind Toledo and Brian, other Brian, Brian that's there. And I go, and he goes, Toledo goes, hurry up, get over there. That guy doesn't know how to talk in the mic. Scoot that guy's mic up. Scoot Matt's mic up. So that dude, Brian, runs out there and scoots the mic up so Matt will talk into it. And I come back and I said, don't worry, bro. He's only been podcasting five years. He'll figure it out soon. Listen, listen, all right. (laughs) 
when you're used to a certain equipment like I am, like everyone else has the same mic that I use on a daily basis. All right. And Corbin, I don't think Corbin will attest because he doesn't want to upset Frank. He doesn't want to, you know, bite the hand that feeds him. But those mics, those mics that they had me and Corbin on were garbage. They were garbage. Yeah, but the other ones were were were. $600 $600 mics. So. Yeah, exactly. But they had me and Corbin on garbage mics. So the mic is like barely away from my face and it's not picking me up. No. Like I had to eat and that the, son of a bitch. He scooted it two feet closer to you, dude. Yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> it's saying. It's like, I had to like eat it. You're going to get essence to mat on that mic forever <laughs> oh. now because of how close it had to be. Okay. Yeah. The ship I mean, so, to be fair, yeah. they extended it. Yeah. The corner ones weren't the quality I can say of the other other ones for sure in, in, in all honesty in all honesty uh i i listened to um i started listening about the first half or so and it's it's a good episode i liked it so far. no it, it was a really good episode yeah. it was no, i enjoyed it it was fun yeah. being there I, you guys you got a great podcast corbin like seriously man hey. you guys got a great show i appreciate so. it man hey it's probably it, it would be a lot better when i sit in on it though it will be a lot better when kyle sits in <laughs> you know, on I believe it. it i believe it have a little you know I, i'm all for it <laughs> no, we're just giving mad shit. Yeah. Well, no, okay. it was so it, it, it was it was a good time. No. Oh, dude, I I cannot wait for the opportunity to come again. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what was okay. said the minute we left. I'm sure Frank was like, "Oh yeah, these no. these fucking guys aren't aren't welcome here ever again." Oh no, it was a good show. I'm like no, looking was... forward to you guys coming to the show as much as I am on meeting up with y'all in the bar sometime. That's fun. The best hangouts. Moving on though. <laughs> I'm I'm 100 percent sure that was the. The case is that we were told we could never come back on again. Yeah, I doubt it. Wow, I seriously okay. doubt it. <laughs> like, like I wish I would never even told that guy where I lived. Shit. Right? Damn it! That's all right. So we're so we get the address, and so we're driving, and we look at we look at the uh, Google Maps, and we're looking at it. And we're like, did Corbin give us the right address? That shit stops in the middle of the road. Like in the middle of a main road, and we we're like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck?" So we're sitting there, and we we pull to where it is, and you know we're waiting. Like, "Hey, what's the gate?" "Oh, it's open. Don't worry about it." And we're like, "No." He's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> so we get in, and I won't say any numbers, but my dyslexic ass mixed up two of the numbers. At least so you we, admit it. I, I did admit it. So we drive up to the house, and and Matt's like, "There's nobody here." And I said, "I bet you we're just first because it's early." We're really early. We got there like we got there super quick. There was no traffic, and we're like, so we drive past it real slow, and then we turned around, and we drove back, and then we like turn around and like drove back again. And Matt stops. He's like, I'm gonna text him, and then texts Corbin. Corbin's like, I'm outside, and we drive past again. We're like, is this a trap? He's not outside. It's and, a trap. Looking, and I'm like, I'm like, just pull in the driveway. He'll be out in a second. Trapped just, in the just, hood. Just, just pull in. And Matt's like, I don't know. I don't think so. And I was like, who cares? Just, just pull in the driveway. And then we look at it again. And oh, fuck, it's the wrong house. So we've been <laughs> driving back and forth in front of the wrong house, you know, for a while. You know, and the actual house is like, I don't know, two more blocks away. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle's just like pulling the driveway, pulling the driveway, trying to get me shot. Like some guy's just gonna come out in his underwear with a revolver and be like, "Get off my fucking property! Get off my lawn!" <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Did you hear that in the distance? Yes. It was it was very deliverance. <laughs> oh my god. Squeal like a pig. Matt swore the cops were gonna come and like harass us. Yeah, well, you keep driving we by the same house. We were we were scoping. Yeah. Hey, hey, Corbin, can you turn your? Uh, are you? Do you have your headset all the way up? Your headphones? Oh, Mike, turn your uh, mic up. Yeah, let me see. Microphone, mic check, 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 check. Is just that Just because yeah. you're like a little hard to hear in my. I don't know if it's just me oh, or if it's for it's everyone. You. I, yeah, I can it's you. Fine. Yeah, we can hear him good. Okay. You sound good. All right, never mind. Fuck Turn me. Him, him up a little bit if you right-click on his screen there. Fuck me then, right? Yeah. Turn me up. But no, Turn big me. shout out. Thanks to Corbin and Frank for letting us come oh, on. We had a good time. That was a blast. We got to do it again. That was fun. I got to stare at Toledo's back for fucking two hours. I was stoked. Yeah, we'll I never. I can't wait to tell Toledo this, by the way. We'll never be invited back again. Just just saying. Because oh, I creeped God. Toledo out. <laughs> yeah. The guy just staring at me. I was like he a little fangirl. Oh, my favorite guy from 98. We're never being invited back. So, Corbin, I got to ask, how, how many trades uh-huh. you walk away with at the show? Yo, I'm actually, while I'm talking to y'all, I'm counting. Like, because I was, this is the first time I had a chance to look at them. Uh, so far, I got 26. Damn. Damn. I knew it. A lot of reading. Yeah, a lot of reading and little life because, you know, no man should have all these. <laughs> no. But, you know, I got some good ones. Um, I had a funny, or I'm known for, like, not negotiating well. And so there was this. I don't know if you guys can see. Was the many? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want five bucks for it. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you eight. They charge thirty for. It. <laughs> they charge okay. thirty for this book. And I looked and I said, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." She's like, "Well, it's not printed again." I said, "No, it is though, because I had the other like newer version of it, like the reprint." And so I left. I came back a day later, and she budged from thirty to twenty-seven. And yes. I said, "What? Are you trying to insult me?" Like. So I got down 25, which isn't great. But, I mean, I, I kind of didn't want it. Like, I, I was bad. Wait, wait. With, you uh, kind of – did you say you kind of didn't want it or did want no, it? I kind of wanted it. Oh, okay. I, I was going to be like – I, I, I thought you said I kind of didn't want it. I was like, but you bought it anyway. No, no, no. It, <laughs> it, for what – like, looking at it, it does have some con- – the newer version of it, the reprint, had all of the original Iron Man different armors, like the first appearances, up to um, Obadiah Stane. Um, and his uh, Ironmonger suit, where this one goes up to the early designs of War Machine, because War Machine actually hadn't been done yet. Yeah. Um, it's just been released. So that, that was worth it for me. Uh, this one was cool. I got the Frank Miller Robocop. Oh, yeah, that's actually um, a really good series. Yeah, that was good. People were pissed yeah. about that because he did Robocop 2, and it was bad, mm-hmm. and he should have done that story. He had that story, and they wouldn't let him do it. Exactly. And, like, reading I see, it's, it's definitely – uber frank miller really good but also bloody and gritty and all the stuff that you come to know and love or respect or whatever from him and it was my last back big when, thing I like, huh? it was back when frank still had you Game. know some wherewithal yeah. yeah 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 like what just before when he fell off mid-90s you said no no he fell off probably within the Definitely last before. 10 years because of health uh, dark knight okay. returns so wasn't that great was bad and the dark knight strikes again was, wasn't that was, good yeah Dark Knight Strikes no. Again wasn't that good, but his Sin City stuff, all his Sin City stuff is good. And then um, he did uh, Martha Washington. That was good. You're right. 300. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he okay. did 300. Yep. Uh, that was really good. What else did he do? I mean, he's done some really good stuff. Uh, 
All-Star Batman and Robin wasn't that good, but no, I, was- I think it could have been good if they would have released it on time. That book well, came Jim out Lee. like years apart. Yeah, the last one, five illustrations eight. took forever. Yeah. What, they got how many out? I think like two out before they had to wait like a year because of Jim Lee was so busy at that time because uh, they were doing either they were doing at the same time or they had just come off of uh, infinite crisis where uh, Lee was doing Jim Lee was doing all the art or at least something like that. I was never a fan of the writing for that only because the way that he built Batman and Robin, like the beginning of that was rough to me, but I get what you mean. It was still, I mean, he kind of saved it with the other entries in the Dark Knight universe. But um, yeah, that was that was interesting. And then my last one I got was uh, The Kingdom Come. They just released that new, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, like reprint, both all of his like concept illustrations and ideas at the time and everything. And That's I really fell in love with this one. Kingdom Come is my second favorite uh, storyline ever. And that is yep. the book that I give to people who aren't comic fans that might know a little bit about Superman and Batman just a little bit. That's the book mm-hmm. I give them. That book is so. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. When that book first came out, um, is I, that what that whole fist bump and like number two sign was about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I just didn't know if you like forgot you had a mic or something and you could say something or. Um, <laughs> I uh, the good. the absolute edition of that is really fucking good. Really? really, I gotta get my hands on that. I was happy to get this, and I was like, oh my goodness, because first I'm like, you know, it's one of my top three favorite, and then I saw the extra stuff and like the story is only half the book. And then the other half is like all of his, you know, notes and writing and everything. And it, it's really, really cool. I have a whole yeah. new love for it. It was really my favorite. So Corbin, I got to send you something that'll make you even love it even more. Um, okay. Back, back in the late nineties, right. Right. A couple months after that came out, wizard mm-hmm. did a special, like a eight page story on all the things that are in the background of all of uh, Alex Ross's uh, panels. So mm-hmm. start searching and looking in the backgrounds and you'll pick up all this cool little Easter eggs. But uh-huh. there's an Easter egg almost in every panel in that story. And some you'll catch, some you won't. But once you're done looking through it, let me know and I'll email you. I scanned that eight-page story when it first came out because it was it was so good, dude. So good. Dude, okay. and, and, I'll, and I'll email it to you so you can look, look at all the Easter eggs. And the Easter eggs, man, oh, he just does such a good job with them. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that, man, because these illustrations are just amazing. Yeah. Like like some of the really easy ones, uh, I'll just give a, like one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. In one, the Beatles are all in the background. You know what I mean? Like, like you really have to look, though. And then you mm-hmm. can tell, like, you'll see John, George, Ringo, and Paul, you know. And, but there's That's... other really, really deep Easter eggs that, like, you have to have, like, comic knowledge. Really deep DC and, and – um, Charles Charlton Charles Charlton comic knowledge because he'll even put Marvel guys in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you off a little bit. That's what's up. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna probably have another excuse to read at the end tonight. <laughs> Alex Ross is really good at that stuff. He really likes doing that stuff. As a matter of fact, his very first um, art that was ever published was a Terminator book, and the second Terminator book he did. He actually put a little hidden triptych or a little hidden word thing on the cover um, that when it came out, like the uh, uh, Burning Earth or whoever did Terminator at the time found out about it and was pissed. So wow. he loves he loves that Easter egg stuff. But anyways, that is a great trade. 
great trade. Definitely. Wow. Wow, wow. So I just so, got a text. Uh, I just got a text from an unknown number that says, hey, this is Frank. We want you on the show. Uh, we're, we're kicking someone off. <laughs> okay. We con- we, perma- we, per- we permanently want Kyle in the background to throw up gang signs. I yeah. just got that text too. See, it's from a burner you. phone. It is it's from, from a burner, burner phone. phone. <laughs> Trying to find out who is worthy. That's all. Yeah, okay. yeah. He yeah. found out it was me. I can, I can. And now you I just laugh in the background. It, so you threw it all away. Yeah, I know. My bad. I'm an idiot. Fuck me, right? <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I was I was funny because I was telling the guys how you were you know going crazy buying all these trades, and I was like, it's the exact same thing I did when I got back into comics and I went to San Diego for the first time. I went there and bought like forty trades because you can get some really good deals on trades at cons. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wasn't. I, I wish that there was more actual comic like spots at fan fusion yeah because i was going like the same four or five and you know as the days progressed they you know unbox some more or had some stuff out and things of that nature i talked myself into seeing stuff that i previously rejected but yeah it was crazy i'm like i I basically cleaned out my entire comic like inventory i was getting rid of stuff i had you know a lot of stuff a little space and so to come and see other stuff i was like okay and i'd saved for it so it made it better now i'm kind of stockpiling for tucson so we'll see how that goes (laughs) when when is tucson uh the first second and third november Yep, he's got he's got some time. Yeah, yeah you, you got some time. He's got time to save up money for them trades. Oh. <laughs> yep, and some proper good eating because I didn't do a lot of that over there. It's gonna it's gonna evolve. So next con, you won't buy trades. You're gonna go after single issues. So you're just gonna have like this just massive collection over time. Okay, that's what's up. That's the plan. That's a good plan. Hey. Hey Corbin, um, I'm gonna go to Tucson, Tucson Comic Con and look for an artist. Let me get the mm-hmm. pictures. Okay. Don't listen to Jose. He's not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Look at Jose. He's on his. He's on the ball this day, this week. Who is this guy? Showing up all prepared and shit. <laughs> While we're waiting for Jose to finger pop his asshole, um, what did you get a chance to listen to the uh, the Neil Adams interview yet, Corbin? No, I thought that was on this one. No, I posted it earlier this morning. Dude, I missed it, bro. I, I have to catch up on that. Work today was crazy. I didn't do much of anything. Damn I'm slacker. You had a lot of I mean, books to file, huh? <laughs> no, to be honest with you, like it's summer reading program and it is insane. So like, Yes and no, a lot of shushing, if you will. But um, I'm I'm doing this. I have a, yeah, exactly. Usually it's played out as like, y'all, I really don't do that. But like today, you know, I kind of did. But um, I'm gonna get. Do they let you hit a child? Are you allowed to hit a child? <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch a child. Are you a teacher, Corbin? <laughs> no, I'm the library assistant. So basically, oh, nice. yeah, programming, um, obviously shelving and more of the manual stuff as far as placing holds. I'm a tech guy, which is ironic because, you know, anyway, but I help um, a lot of senior <laughs> citizens with, um, you know, emails, everything from, you know, trying to do their taxes, contact certified to, you know, trying to remember a password. So um, just all the kind of necessary library duties in there, which, you know, it's fun. It's normal nine to five and 
can be fulfilling. Very Tim, cool. Tim says in the chat, um, Corbin, that it'll be variant covers, and then it'll be slabbed keys, and Corbin's going down a dark, expensive road. Oh, man. Okay, well, thank you for telling me what's probably going to happen. I need to wean <laughs> off now, because it is... Yeah, it, it's getting there. Like, at the end of, the, of my time, I was like, how much? What? Corbin's a nice I guy, Tim. That's my budget. Corbin's a nice guy, Tim. That's his way of saying, you don't know my life. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Never that, Tim. Never that. See? Yeah, nice he is. He won't right, even admit nice to guy, it. Right? That's true. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's this, like, certain artist down in Tucson. He doesn't mm-hmm. go to other cons. And he does these commissions. Kind of oh, angle it yeah. a little bit, Jose, because your screen is blurry. There that you go. It's fat, a, yeah, that's fat crazy. death. So he does is that fried fat chicken characters. <laughs> yep. So he does fat characters. Characters that's that are terrible. That are no fat. Offense. Don't don't say the artist's name. Don't that say looks the like the name. that looks like I the won't. chick that uh that Brian brought to Kyle's birthday party. Brian <laughs> said that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that the, is, that's uh, the escort. One of the worst drawings. I would I would take that out of my book. That's the escort that Kyle brought. That's, that's the escort that Kyle picked up. <laughs> I mean Brian picked up. As someone who can only draw a stick figure, I can appreciate that. Yeah, it's I don't know art. how you go from that to that Beetlejuice sketch. It's the artist rendering that uh, someone did of the missing woman that Brian picked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> the missing the missing woman. <laughs> he does Brian. have a pretty big trunk. Is that art germ? Yep. Yeah, but unfortunately, he doesn't do a very good art germ sketch when he just does a quick sketch, does he? It's still an art germ sketch. Yeah, but do you want an Adam Hughes sketch right now? Would you go get an Adam Hughes sketch? He does the same thing. Yeah, I have one. Nobody, nobody wants an Adam Hughes sketch. After, after yeah. looking at the new uh, the variant cover for um, Black Cat, I don't want a J. Scott Campbell sketch right now either. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got fingers. Him. The fingers, they're like... They're finger popping. Popping. And the torsos. The torsos are so elongated. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Tim says in the chat, I don't see any feet on that sketch, Jose. Is that Soul Cow Rob? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Scott Snyder, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. So I have to ask everybody, did everybody watch fucking Fear the Walking Dead? I did. No. Dude, that show is not years. fantastic. I have to say is that, um, what's her name? Alicia. Yeah. When that first season, I was like, Ugh, that chick is terrible. Dude. Isn't it so funny how like we everything spent, about her, isn't it what? funny how we spent so much time shitting on that show, the first two seasons. And then like by season four, it finally got decent. Oh, it's awesome. Don't sit on it. But like that chick, I was like, she's horrible. Everything about her, she's not attractive. She's not a good actor. Like, terrible. This season, when she was walking through with the blood on her face and in that black leather jacket, she sliced everybody up. I'm like, I've watched her grow up and blossom into a beautiful killing zombie machine. <laughs> Don't go see uh, Dark Phoenix. I-, I want to. It's not That's good. Hard, I really hard garbage. Want to. Hot, hot, hard. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so if I can ask, what exactly about it is bad? Because they already knew when they made the movie that, you know, like the, that it was going to be a whole new X-Men and everything was going to be different after this. 
Is it disappointing? Is it just the story? Is it better than The Last Stand? Which I actually kind of liked, even though it was horrible. Uh, apparently not. It's, apparently it's worse. Yeah. They, the third act, they reshot the whole thing. It's completely different from the rest of the movie. Um, the writing's really bad. The acting's great, but the writing's bad. That makes that, that's what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people have said that like the the writing or the the writing's bad, the acting is really good, but the moment you start actually listening to dialogue, like dialogue that's is bad. forced and like it's painful to listen to. Um yep. And wow. that uh, it's forced and painful to listen to. Yeah, I guess Cyclops has some line in it that's like completely out of character. Yep. And like there's just there's people there's characters in it that don't make any sense and <laughs> uh, from what I'm hearing it's it's bad it's worse than than Last Stand and like Jose that's one of the big things I've heard too like Jose said is that they reshot the the final train scene the final third act and it was reshot with a different director and it's completely like different it doesn't fit with the film. Okay, I do have one question. No spoiler, but like, do they off a lot of people in this one? Um, no. Okay, thanks. Grizzle Geek <laughs> says in the chat that Storm throws ice cubes. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> she's got a bag of ice that she's throwing or what? She went to Circle K and picked up a bag of ice and just starts chucking it at people. <laughs> wow. Tim said uh, he's seen better infomercials. Then the whole movie? <laughs> That's rough, man. That now, I really gotta, now I really got Now I really want to see a bad. The Halle Berry Catwoman? Because that's like the holy grail of horrible superhero movies in my book. I don't know, it's dude. It's not as bad as that. Fantastic okay. Four Rise of the Silver Thank Surfer you. is up there. Like, it's it's decent, but it's not great. Okay, yeah. That, okay. That was kind of I gotta see it now. Going in, but I really want to see it now, but. Yeah, I do too. I really want to see it now. You better see it. You're supposed to talk about it on Monday with Ken. I know. I know. I know. Oh, me and Corbin on Comic Playground? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No. Is it better or worse than Swamp Thing is the question. I haven't watched the second episode yet. Is it any good? I mean... I, it came out today, so I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been able to do anything. Like I came out for work and then changed and hopped right on here. So I don't know. But the news that it's all canceled, I don't even know if I should be invested in it. I'm gonna watch it, like obviously to watch it, but like, you know, little else. If if, if they like it enough to continue it or even have it in future plans, then like, you know, I'm watching because I pay for the service. You know, I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna watch it because I have a theory that it's actually not. It's gonna get uncanceled because it's a fucking streaming service. So I have a theory that they're canceling it to try and get the numbers up and that the it, they'll decide later whether to keep it canceled or announce the season two. They'll be like, oh, it's such, late, such late the great late. demand, since by popular demand, we're bringing the show back for season two. Like, Because they released that whole thing today, like the newspaper drop and, and all that right after announcing that it was canceled for season two. So I think that I think it's a ploy and it's going to be a a whole like you guys wanted it. We're bringing it back for you type thing. You want the best. We got the best. Because after the first episode, I don't understand what the issue is. 
unless the, the chinks in the armor are going to come up later on down the line. But I, I didn't think that first episode was that bad. Well, like, my, I don't think so. I, I think it was just they already said it was conflict direction and everything. And the only reason why I would push back a little bit on the publicity, or not publicity, but just bringing back popular demand, is that, for, for lack of a better word, the actors believe that it's canceled. You know what I mean? Nice moves, like, oh, Kyle. <laughs> like, it's over. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're already having issues, and I really don't want to see DC Universe go away, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that's leading me to believe it might be. I don't think DC Universe is going away necessarily. They're just going to rename it to Hulu. Warner Brothers Universe? They can't oh, yeah. rename it to Hulu. Marvel owns Hulu. <laughs> exactly. They're going to rename it to Hulu. Yeah, they're going to fucking steal that. <laughs> they're going to steal it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Well, Warner Brothers is doing a, a streaming service, so. Yes, they are. Yeah. They'll just throw that shit in there. So. So you think it's going to be part of that? Oh, like yeah. Like they're going to consolidate them? Oh, yeah, for sure. Same way that Marvel's doing it with with uh, all the Netflix shows. You know, they're saying they're canceling them. Oh, so Grizzle Geek just said Swamp Thing got screwed out of $40 million in tax credits from North Carolina. That's why it was cut short and canceled. Ooh. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I read that today. I think that came out today. Well, at least it isn't because of that that silliness that is going on in Georgia. I think that's going right? to screw up a lot of stuff. Like It is. If if the shows start pulling out, like Walking Dead says they're talking about pulling out. Marvel said they're looking at pulling out, not filming anything in Atlanta anymore. So if all that stuff gets pulled out, it's going to be like... It's gonna put a mess everywhere. Yeah, it's gonna put series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna put series on hold, like for them to find new locations and that look somewhat like what they already have. It, it, that's it's gonna usually put what happens. Hold. Yeah, it's a mess. But is that why they're setting up the big change so they don't have to film it there? I I don't know, but they're they should do Fear the Walking Phoenix. There's a lot of a lot of places that are okay. are a lot of. Different studios and projects are talking about pulling out of that area because of it. Yeah, wow. which is silly because the whole reason they're pulling, they're they're getting so angry is because of that abortion law, right? Yeah, I don't care about what you're. I don't want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about is if they're really these social justice warriors that care about people, then remember, you guys are causing so many people in the state of Georgia to lose money, jobs, their yeah. job. Or because Georgia has made a ton of uh, uh, inroads and in, in, in building up that that uh, filming tax credit thing. And Georgia has become, you know, what they said Arizona was going to come 10 years ago. And Arizona never did the tax credits. So, you know, they're, they're going to cause a lot of people to lose a lot of money. I mean, we just need to get a, we just need to get some people in office that'll give that tax credit. So that way. But I guess they just don't. There's so many old fogies here that Arizona doesn't. Arizona doesn't want them here. Our hero Kyle. Yeah. Someone has to speak for us. Kill off that generation, man. Yeah, Kyle's Kyle's the hero we don't want, but the one we got right now. (laughs) They don't got me yet. Not yet. Not yet. Put me in office and I'll do it. Yeah. So. Although I would. I would vote for Kyle because I have a sinking suspicion that he would reinstate your ability to drink at work. 
I would yes, I would have whiskey vending machines. Yeah, there. so it would be like Mad Men, where you could have a a nice cocktail while you're working, and smoke on the on the you know workroom floor, <laughs> and in bars again. Yeah, everybody used to go to lunch and go to the bar at lunch and drink a couple beers with their boss, and as long as it wasn't more than three, you were good. Yeah, as long as you didn't stumble back to work. Yeah, <laughs> was that in your employee handbook? No more than three beers at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That or one whiskey coke. More than three beers is a cause for immediate termination. Yeah, that was like the unwritten rule, man. And that's how it used to be. Hell, mm. I remember I remember uh uh first place I worked at, everybody smoked inside. Everybody smoked. We were working in, you know, where where it's kind of like a mini clean room and people are smoking everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> Smoke doesn't hurt nothing. They've proved that already. I kind of want to go back to um, not not necessarily the Fear future. the Walking Dead, but I want to go back to talking about Walking Dead real quick. What um, what did you guys what did you think, Kyle, of issue one ninety two? I know you cried, but I did not because I'm a man. I did not cry. <laughs> <laughs> It was an emotional story, man. I thought it was good. I thought, I mean, this is what I, this is, so we were wrong on the issue number. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were, we were right on our episode number. Bah. Yeah. That's where we got it. That's where we got it mixed up. Yeah, the wires gotten crossed. That's, the, that's where it got crossed. Wrong issue number. We predicted 200. We just predicted the wrong 200. We should have predicted episode two hundred. Tim was disappointed oh, in one ninety two. What what what, is, what were you disappointed about, Tim? I'm interested to find out. I loved one ninety two. Like I thought it was a very emotional book. Um, Told you he cried. I didn't cry. Such a fucking liar. But it just it. I think it was some of it was some of Kirkman's best writing in a while. Like I flew through. There that was like book. nine words in that whole book. Exactly. Yeah, there's that more makes than a good nine writer, words. man. If you can pull that off, that's why I mean, that Larry Hama silent issue is such a great issue. I thought, I mean, it it was it was a pretty good issue. I just it probably wasn't the best issue, but it was an impactful issue, is what it was. And I liked I liked the character change for Carl. Like you see the growth. Like he didn't understand the whole like you know he he finally understands why his dad was keeping Negan locked up and. And how that's a, a more just fate than death because you have to sit your entire life. He's in always a cell. known that, though. He's always kind of understood that. But Carl's kind of been it that. Was just, he's been that vengeful, kill everybody. Like that was his his responses. Kill everyone. I still think what's going to happen is he's going to go psycho boy. It was a lame ending. I don't. I don't think it was. Like I think. What I think do you mean it was a lame ending? I think that's what he everyone... realized his dad was dead and he cried. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, oh, everybody knows. No, yeah, I think, I think right he was spoiler. Alert. I think he means it's a lame ending to the story of Rick Grimes to just, I'm with you there to get you shot by some piss ant. But yeah, I think that's what everyone was like, Kyle and I, but that's, that's the only way I'm Rick sorry, Grimes what? was going to die was going to be by surprise. Who, who just by said, some... <laughs> did right, you not Kyle. know that Corbin? no, Oh, see, like, you no, just you know. fucking spoiler yeah, alert. You know. I do. 
I mean, that's what what you're not on not the internet for the last three days? <laughs> not anywhere walking dead, really. It's been the NBA Finals for me. I, I pay for, for my ignorance there. It's fine. Hey, Toronto, Toronto's one game away from winning the fucking championship. That's so exactly Lewis. what I was crazy about. Dude. Wow. Isn't that, wow. that is crazy. Dude, Toronto's I, my, playing lights out. They're pretty good. I didn't know they were this good, but they, I mean, they might not go back to Golden State. I hope not. I mean, me too, but I really I wanted the, I really wanted the bucks to go. Oh no, no, they weren't ready. Not well, I'm, obviously. I'm not young guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. I was captain obvious there. No, I meant like they were Giannis is too busy flexing and mean mugging and stuff. Like you can't be doing that. Look at the Warriors. But sorry, I didn't. Oh, mean should, to... They should be. Yeah, the the Golden State should be walking all over them without trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're down KD. Yeah, yeah and they were down. True. Yeah, and they were down Clay Thompson. He just came back, and then they they got injured a lot. But I don't care because I mean, when they won their first championship, every guy they played was injured. But That's, anyway, I didn't mean to distract. And KD much. wasn't there that first year. But here's the problem: yes. KD mm-hmm. has become the point of their offense. So now they've got to play a completely different game, and they're not playing the game they got that got them the last three years to where they're at. Only exactly. on Absolute Geek can you transition from The Walking Dead to the NBA Finals with one sentence. <laughs> Seamlessly. And everyone yeah, just I, runs with it. Love it. But to be back to Walking Dead, it, it, Rick Grimes was never going to be taken out by an important person. It just wasn't going to happen. It had to be a slimy fuck that kind of just wedged in and did something out of uh, emotion and self. Um, he was only doing it because he didn't he wanted to stay important. So he, you know, and there was the only way somebody sneaking in, it wasn't going to be a Negan type person taking out Rick Grimes. See, and, and I, I thought the opposite. I always thought it was going to be someone of importance. I was like, with, with Rick being the main character and the, the focal point of the comic for the first 192 issues or 191 issues, it, it had to be someone big that did it. But I actually kind of liked the way, the way he went out. He, yeah. I mean, he went out by a slimy but, fuck, but Kyle's right. The kid did it for no other reason other than to remain important. His He was in a position of power, and he was had that power threatened, and he liked being able to tell people what to do and fuck off and be in charge, mm-hmm. and he didn't want that to to upstack, upset the status quo. And he did what, like, all these other characters throughout, from the governor to the whispers to Negan to everyone has always fought Rick head-on in confrontation. And this kid did what no one else did and just snuck up on him in the middle shot of the night and shot seat. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, took the took the uh, coward's move. But I think you're right, man. I think that that book got so big that he had to kind of do it that way. That way. Yeah, there's there was no way. Because any big character, he, Rick was always going to be kind of guarded by everybody. Yep. It was only going to be somebody that was going to catch them off guard. So. Yep, someone that's that flies what under did. the radar. Because most big characters like Negan and everything, it, it's this big, the governor, everybody was this big grand entrance. Come everything on, was no. always, it was always big. And so it had to have been something small. Just, it was just the way it was. I'm yeah. interested to see how, where the series goes in the direction they take it in. And uh, they're just going to keep moving forward. Well, I want to see who the new focal point of the book is going to be. I, I want to see if it's going to be Carl or if, 
I know they're bringing he's bringing back Negan, even though he's being coy about it and saying that Negan will never come back to the series. So I mentioned no, Negan's coming back. 100%. I thought there was an article today that said yeah. there. Well, yeah, yeah, there was, but I'm saying like if you read the letter hacks at the back of the issue from Kirkman, which he has a nice touching tribute in the back of it too. Um, Half of one. He says that uh, he doesn't finish it. Yeah, he says that Negan will never come back to the series, but he's playing very coy about it. You guy's a fucking liar. Some guy <laughs> named Deegan's gonna show up. Yeah. Deegan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Rocky Dead, so just to let everybody in the Phoenix area know, June 26th, I will be hosting Walking Dead Trivia. I'm going to come there and clean the fuck up. It will be hot garbage because I'm going to write it and host it. I'll come there and clean it all the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Carly's. Yeah. Making moves. We should see if we can. I, I did a Marvel DC trivia already. We could sh- we should see if we could sponsor oh, yeah. it and uh, give away a T-shirt too. I like yeah. one of those. Go do it live. Kyle's like, no, fuck you. I, I it will be live. <laughs> Kyle's like, no, fuck you, I'm not doing it. This is my <laughs> shit. Not, I'm gonna, gonna try happen. to do it like if as if I'm the great uh, Oz. I'm gonna do it behind a curtain. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta like do it like the great Oz. No, you, what like, you should do is yes. you take that big po- <laughs> that big picture of you with your hands in the air. And do oh, it behind fuck, that. that. So you got to sit behind I that was, and do it behind that. <laughs> I was going to get that. So when I got up, I was going to put the picture down. So there's still a picture of me when I got up to leave to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> Tim says, fingers Damn crossed, it. Carl really loses his shit and kills that kid, steals his eye and wears it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nuts I, to see I, him I, pop I, someone else's eye in his socket. I still think it'd be cool if fucking Coral goes psycho. Psycho yeah. boy and just starts yeah. fucking just going on this crazy fucking rapid fucking killing spree until they, everybody tries to stop him. And Negan brings him in, right? Negan mm-hmm. goes under his wing. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping something cool like that happens because it's just, it's kind of funny though, I think, that they killed him so close to. Killing him in the show as to killing him in the book. Like, it's a, it's a pretty... Well, I, I like that he came out and said that he's... This had nothing to do with the show. Like, he's always planned. He's, he's always liar. had this written, and he's been working towards it. <laughs> I think I would say that, too. Just like if I was a dude from Game of Thrones, I'd like, I wasn't going to finish the books like that. That fucking show sucked. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry about your dragon show. Here, here's uh, a good ending. Endings fucking matter. Yes, they do. So, um, let's move on to maybe some a topic that everyone can kind of talk about since not all, not all of us read Walking Dead. But what I do you like guys? When we move on to something on topic, yeah. What do you guys think about DC closing down Vertigo? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, uh, at this point, who gives a fuck? Vertigo's Damn, been down for look years. Look at that on topic. Everybody had an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, how do you think they're going to handle those titles? So, like, they're going to just stop putting them out. Why did they do Vertigo and the Black series? Well, that's what I'm going to say. Do you think they're just going to? I was going to say exactly. Do you think they're just going to move the Vertigo titles under the DC label? No, not all of them. I mean, no, because DC's already cutting back. They're already cutting back stuff anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying from the Black label. 
What so about aren't that? they putting stories and stuff under that? If that's going to be, if they do the same thing, like yeah, there's a bunch have, of you know? there's a there's a bunch of stories coming, but I don't think they'll move over all the Vertigo stuff to Black Label, but they'll move some of it over. I think some probably the, the better title, be better selling titles. Yeah, makes sense. DC's weird. Yeah, they They're did that weird, and, and they did the Young Animal one that should have been Vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I forgot the name, though. Hey, this is Jay Muse, and you're listening to Absolute Geek, a show I don't give a fuck about. Snood. Matt is deep in thought, and I can't get past watching him. <laughs> I was reading. Um, so it See? says it says here that. Um, they're, they yeah, they are looking at moving titles like Lucifer and Sandman and all the big name titles that are under Vertigo on just under the normal DC label. But so. Sandman hasn't been good for years. I mean the the no. Overture stuff is not good. Um what was the other one? Sandman and what? Oh, Lucifer. I haven't read Lucifer since the original Lucifer stuff, so Look at that, Kyle. You and your dad think alike. <laughs> <laughs> he says you can bring that big picture from the podcast when you go to the crapper and refresh your drink. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was going to use it for. There you go. What better way? So now that that uh, interview is out, do you guys want to talk about the interview a little bit? Let's do it. What do you think? Yeah? No? Yes? Yeah. Are you able to play clips of the interview at all? Um, I can pull it up, yeah. Might as well. It's already been out for 12 hours. Right. <laughs> well, We're going to give you guys this kick-ass interview on our 200th episode, but I'm going to put it out 12 hours early. I did it to be a companion to entice people. Mm. You Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I have a rhyme to my reason, all right? Meh. Meh. Yeah, I think. I think at about, if you just want to play one little clip at about, I think it's like at 2.30 is where it starts. Let me make just make sure here. At 2.30? Hold on here. Well, Kyle, or well, Brian's doing that. We'll play some intro music. Right. We'll be right. Two forty, Matt, is where it starts, and then it goes on. Um, and I'll tell you where it starts once you start it. It's only like ten minutes or so, maybe less. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Where where did you say 240? You said 240, Brian? Yeah, 240 is where it starts. Um, I think we should all just sit in silence. Uh, while Matt's doing that, uh, one of the things that I want to talk about, and I don't know if we talk about it on the, on the show, is um, big shout out to, to to we talked about this. Big shout out to Ken Brown for um, 
for making that happen. Really appreciate that. Um, one of the things that was cool is that when we got there that morning, well, it wasn't cool. It turned out to be cool, but it wasn't cool. When we got there that morning, I think some, he thought that he was already, he had already done the interview because another uh, podcast had jumped in, in our spot. And I think he thought that he was getting, he was already talking to the absolute geek podcast when he wasn't. So he did this long interview with this, another, another podcast. And we, so we were like, Oh man, does that mean we're not going to get the interview? But he still, when we walked out there, um, he saw the, uh, I was wearing, um, this, the, the, the badass, uh, comic code, absolute geek podcast shirt. And he kind of looked at it and he went absolute geek podcast. Like he kind of like said like, wait, weren't you guys already here? And, uh, that was kind of, that kind of threw me off because, you know, here's this great, amazing, you know, hero in my book of comic comic them. And now, he, first of all, he said, make sure you get good. All right. Hey, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you. Well, w- one of the things that I want to talk about on my wall um, real fast is this cover. And it's a, a cover. Green, green Arrow with the drug issue? Yes. My goodness. And it's it's very important piece of art on my wall as um, I was lucky to have both you and Danny O'Neill, the great Danny O'Neill, sign this piece for me um, a while back. And... Um, I'm very open with this fact that uh, I'm a recovering drug addict. I was a uh, heroin addict for 10 years. I'm 15 years sober right now. Um, And I've made it a part of my life to help people who are going through the same type of thing. And being a comic fan and and more importantly a fan of your work, this book has, and this cover, and not just just this cover but the whole book, everything about this storyline, everything, has become a piece that I like to talk to with their family members. When their family members don't know what an addict is going through, it's very hard for them to look at them in a way other than as an addict. And I think that this storyline is a very important storyline to show that all people who are struggling aren't bad people. This is uh, this uh, this story has a genesis uh, in, in, uh, in New York. Uh, Eventually, you're probably going to do heroin unless you save yourself or 
you go in another direction or whatever, you get a really good job, whatever it is. But you know what? Nobody here who, do, who does heroin didn't do pot You're right. to begin with. You're probably right. Yeah. And they and they and they and so we said, I guess we have a few things to learn here. So we we spent a couple of days at Phoenix House talking to people, having these sessions. And uh, so we put, we went away and we did our outlines that we presented to the to the city. They immediately rejected them because in those days it was you know just say no, just just, just say no. It was all on the, it was all on the addict you know to say oh you got to refuse this stuff and it's like what the hell are you talking about? So Denny and I very clearly left with the same message. It's not the addict that the problem is. It's everybody around him. It's the world around him. It's dad coming home uh, at the end of a day and he takes two shots of uh, scotch and sits in front of the television and puts his feet up and, you know, wants to be waited on. You got to give him the newspaper and you come home from school and you've got three more hours of homework to do and you fucking hate the teacher and you just want to, you know, want a little relief and dad is sitting there. Maybe you want to talk to your dad. He's not talking to you. He's watching the TV. Yeah, watching the news. He's smoking his cigar. He's drinking his booze and he's reading the paper and he doesn't care about you, you know? It's not that he doesn't care. He just doesn't have the energy left to care. But guess what? You don't have the energy either. So it's just bad for you and you're not being paid. You, know, you got no salary check to show that you know that you did the work and you got still three more hours of work to do. And you got nothing in the community to distract you. And where is the community when it comes to this shit? And guess what? He's down a very bad path because you're ignoring him. So it isn't just say no. It's fucking come up with some solutions in the community for people to have something to do that takes them away from the bad stuff and takes them onto the good stuff. So, of course, Denny O'Neill, it was very clear to Denny and I that this was the case, but and we wrote it up, and of course, they didn't like it. They didn't like that. No, no, we don't want to do that, so screw that. So that program went to hell. So we, we, we kind of let it go. But we were, so we were doing a, a Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and, and, and we're coming to the end. Denny wrote a, Denny wrote a story about overpopulation. I thought this is going to end. <laughs> we're, we're, we're down to overpopulation. We're going to say goodbye to the series. And I thought, ah, we got. We still have a couple of things to finish off. I got to have a black superhero who doesn't, who has a job, who graduated college, and who has a, and has a profession, and is not some gang banger that suddenly gets hit by lightning and turns into a superhero. I got to have that. And I got to deal with drug addiction. I got to do that cover. So I did. I went home and I did that cover. You don't actually have to hire Danny O'Neill to do that story. You just give any writer that cover and say, write that story. It's already there. It's in the cover. You look at that cover and you go, oh, shit, that's it. So... I don't think Denny had a hard time because he was on the same page I was. So we went ahead and, and of course, the, the, my editor said, no, dropped it like a hot potato. He said, not Nat and Neil. I'm not only, not only am I never going to publish this cover, but we're never going to publish this cover. I'm never going to pay you for it. I said, I think you are. If there's anybody that you don't want to say that to, it's yeah, Neil Adams. Don't want to be saying that. <laughs> so Stan over at Marvel, right, he did this story with... Uh, Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Getting pill who, who popped 
pills and well, I guess walked off, walked off the roof or some shit. Now let me tell you how much Stan Lee knew about drug addiction. Usually, and, and, what pills? Exactly what pills are we talking about here? Excuse me? Don't we have to know what kind of pills? Because most guys, most pills, well, they'll, you basically go sit in the corner and go quietly like this. You just, just get away from just get away from me. You're not going to be walking out a window because that's going to really that's paranoia. Yeah. But Stan, I guess, had read an article about somebody walked off a roof or whatever the hell it was, and he he put it he put it in the story. I talked. I'm talking to Johnny Romita who did the story, right? And he said, I said, Johnny pulled me over to the side. Now I had had that cover on Julie Schwartz's desk for three months. They weren't doing anything with it. Just leave it there. Everybody that looked at it was terrified. I'm talking to Johnny Ramita, and he's saying, this is what Stan did. He did these things. And I said, well, well, did you send it to the code? He said, yeah, we sent it to the code. They rejected it. And so I said, so what happened? He said, well, Stan went to his uncle, the, uh, Martin Goodman, and said, I'd like to run the... Uh, I'd like to run the book without the code seal. Martin said, sure, go ahead. It's awesome. I said, so you ran it? He said, yeah, we ran it. It's been, it's been published. I think that's the first it's uncoded shipping. comic in history, It's correct? shipping. It's shipping. So anyway, I go back next week, right? Next week. And I go see Johnny. I say, what happened? What happened? Dude, what happened? What happened? And Johnny said, nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. I said, nothing? He said, nobody noticed. I said, really? Nobody noticed? I mean, didn't, no letters, no phone calls? No, nobody noticed. They didn't even notice the seal wasn't there. Nobody in the United States of America noticed that the seal wasn't there or gave a crap. Or gave a crap. Over. So I go back to DC Comics. Everybody's running around the hallways. They're going nuts. Stan beat them again. There you go, Brian. So, yeah. That was one of the coolest things about that whole interview um, was hearing him tell that story about Stan Lee and Marvel at the same time. And for for you guys that don't understand uh, the history of that, Marvel, what Neil was saying is that Neil and Denny had planned on doing a drug issue and putting it out way before uh, Amazing Spider-Man 94 through 96, I think it was. Um, And the only reason it didn't come out months before those issues is because uh, I don't know if he if he if it was, you know, Julie Schwartz or um, somebody else. He just said his editor. And I know back during that time. Julie Schwartz was the main editor um, at DC. And, you know, Neil had mentioned, yeah, our editor didn't want to put it out. Well, at the same time, DC didn't want to put it out because they didn't want to bypass the comics code. Well, at the same time, I'm sure that Stan heard about it at Marvel and was like, oh, we got to do this. We got to put something out before they do. And he made this cockamamie story about how you know, uh, Harry Osborne takes some type of pill and it turns out to be LSD. Well, Neil, uh, I mean, um, Neil kind of makes mention in there that 
Stan didn't know anything about drugs. And, and, and DC was so worried about putting out that issue. And then when they found out that, that Marvel did it and didn't have any backlash for it, and people didn't even know that they didn't put the comics code on there, DC, the editors were so pissed. And all the creators at DC who hang out with all the creators at Marvel during you know the time that those two offices were so close to each other, they would say, yeah, they were like across the street, you know? So, you know, that when he talks about, he was hanging out with John, he's talking about John Romita because John Romita was drawing Spider-Man at that time. And he's, and John Romita is telling him, Hey, we're, we're going forward with this drug issue. You know, you guys can put yours out, you know, that they're saying they're not going to put out. And DC took such a hit because of that, because they would have been the first to put out a major social conscious drug issue months before that amazing spider-man issue and they didn't get to because you know the editors at the time didn't want to run with that story um and it was so cool to hear him talk about it so at you know a very casual and you know he's kind of cussing and it was just it was just really cool to hear that story um so if you guys get a chance you know listen to the rest of it but that was just a really cool really cool question and answer period um that really kind of helped me out and and matt and and ken out i think with the rest of the interview because we kind of asked a good question and didn't have to worry about you know it wasn't a softball you got it you got it and he liked talking about it and it it got to a point where neil just he really enjoyed talking with us um and if he didn't have to make money i'm sure that conversation like matt said would have went on for you know an hour or two stupid money having make money that's dumb yeah well just so you well just so you know before we get really get into the meat of potatoes is this the the interview is being received very well uh we've already had a couple messages that say that it's a fantastic interview and we definitely 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 need to finish it off and get them back on so thank you i'm worried about this meat and potatoes so good job for you what kind of you brian for what kind of potatoes for doing that uh i know well thank you man thank you seriously that that's the other thing is that you know when he said to you make sure he has good questions and then i get a call from matt saying hey do you want to interview neil adams i'm like yeah and he goes well he said make sure you have good questions and i'm like oh shit you know what i mean like now i'm second guessing my questions and the funny thing i wasn't is, even worried brian not even for a second <laughs> the funny thing is i i had all these questions like i had like 30 questions you know, and I only got to, an- I really only answered or asked one maybe. And I think it was talking about the garment district. You know, everything else was kind of off, off the cuff, you know, just because we were talking at first and then we started recording. And he kind of made the comment when we were talking before we started, while we were setting everything up, me and, and Neil were talking about he's got this young earth theory and how the earth is growing. And he's been on coast to coast. And Neil even said to us, he's like, these are the type of things I like talking about. I get tired about talking about the same comic questions that I get asked over and over and over. And it was cool because you could tell that through the rest of that interview, he didn't get any of those questions. Um, and he really enjoyed it. He, a matter of fact, he even said to his wife when his wife was like, Hey, we need to take a break and get these people signed. Neil was like, no, we'll wait. And then his wife kind of nudged him again. and was like, no, we really need to start making some money. Neil was like, well, I'm having a good time. You know, we'll just take a quick 10 minute break. And then you could tell his wife was like, after like two minutes of us waiting, 
His wife's like, nah, we need to make money. And Neil was kind of, you know, like, uh, well, I really probably need to make some money. So we just need to reach out and finish that interview. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Done and done. We'll get right on that. Prime rib and mashed potatoes. I like, yeah, the meat, burnt carne asada, like Jose's awkward birthday party. What's behind that? (laughs) But yeah, um, I mean, that's. That's really interesting, though, in that interview, how they, they talk about just not putting the comic code on the comic. And, like, uh, Alan, Moore Swamp Thing, Alan Moore Swamp Thing did that, too. So I mean, it's it's real interesting that with how big of a deal this comic code was in that time and, like, how hard they were pushing it, that they were still even publishing books. Like, publishers were, were going rogue and, and just not putting it on there and are publishing books without that code on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at that point, like Marvel's just kicking ass, you know, with all these new characters and, you know, DC's a little worried. And, you know, at that point, Stan Lee could really do no wrong. And Stan Lee's like, fuck it. We're not going to put the code. And if you're, you know, the golden boy, yeah, do whatever you want. And nobody even noticed. Nobody even noticed. Mm Mm-mm. But yeah, it was it was a very good interview. So if you guys haven't had a chance, go go listen to the rest of that. Do any of you feel like with the way the world is today and how offended everybody gets with everything, and that you might we might at some point see a resurgence of the comic code? Oh man, that's a great no. question. I'm actually surprised we didn't see a resurgence of it in the '90s when um, when uh, Tipper Gore was pushing to have parental advisory put on CDs. I'm actually surprised yeah, we didn't point. we didn't see a resurgence of it then. Well, the same way that we can thank Uncle Luke um, for what he did during that for music, and and we'll never have music be, you know, censored is how we need to feel about Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, John Romita, and Stanley. Those four guys made it so you Stanley. you get comics like The Dark Knight Returns, Alan yep. Moore Swamp Thing, Watchmen, uh, Preacher. Uh, Punisher, you get really good stories that have social issues that are written and done right. So it's, it's not about censoring people because censoring people just makes everything be fake. If you don't censor and boring, if you don't censor people, yeah, you're going to see stuff like the, you know, the boys or, you know, these crazy comics that are out, you know, the pro, yeah, but those are just to laugh at. But you're also going to see things like Green 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 Lantern, Green Arrow. There's a really good point, and I don't want to take too much of it away, but in that conversation where Neil just said, um, you know, one thing that he wanted, what, there was two things that he wanted when he was at DC. He wanted, one, to do the drug story, and two, to, have a, to create a black hero, which turned out to be Jon Stewart, that was somebody that up until that time, the majority of the black heroes in comics weren't the best. Uh, um, they weren't uh, up on a level with the white heroes. Right. So Neil Adams said, I want a strong black character that I can turn into a hero that, you know, ha- has a, a really good job. What graduated college, you know, all these things that they were saying at the time wasn't happening. And Neil's like, no, Stereotype. this is happening. We're going to write about it. I don't care if it pisses somebody off. This needs to be talked about. 
Um, and that was really cool to hear that, that made me, um, really be happy that we got Neil Adam, um, on top of everything else that he did, his crusade, he did for people to get paid what they're, they justly deserve. You know what I mean? Like the guy is, yeah, I know he's got a, he's got a, some people he's, you know, think he's getting crotchety in his old age. He's earned every single bit of that. You know what I mean? The guy can only go to con after con after con and deal with, you know, a lot. There's a lot of douchebags in our in our, you know, love loved hobby. So talk about the Jerry Siegel and Joe. A little bit. Yeah. um, We actually brought it up after that question. Um, And it's funny because if there's one thing that you, you should always do to Neil Adams, that's talk him up to him. You know what I mean? Like, because by one of his prints. yeah, he's Joker one of the Ziegler. greatest. He's one of the greatest. So like, and yeah, he acts like he's, he's, he's going to be, you know, no, 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 no. He deserves to get, smell his flowers now while he's alive. And he's kind of, he's earned it though. That's what I mean. Yeah. Let, let totally these earned people it. that have earned it, tell them how good they are now. Let them know now instead of after they die. You know, we, yeah, they we go talk with their praises. Yeah. We talk about people, you know, about how great they were after they die. We give people flowers at their funeral. Give them their flowers when they can smell them. So that's that's kind of was my thing. And there was a couple times where he was like, oh, no, no, I'm not like that. And I even like there was one time I was like, no, Neil, you are, man. You're that's who you are. I mean, you know, like there was that comment where he said DC wasn't going to pay him for the cover when he first drew it because they weren't going to do it and they weren't even going to pay him. He was only making $50 a cover. And it was like, you know, you don't say you're not going to pay Neil Adams. You know, Neil Adams will go and he not only will he get his money, he will he will double it up. He'll triple it up. You don't say you're not going to pay Neil Adams. And that's, you know, the the that's kind of where his his story became. He went from a good artist to a great comic creator and a great not just a comic person, a great person to you know that did good social work at the time so a lot of respect to to denny o'neill and neil adams um especially neil adams just for how high of regard i hold him in so yeah very cool i think it's pretty interesting like in that interview how when you started to say that he instead of inflating his ego he was like no i didn't i didn't do anything special like i wasn't I'm not like a, a warrior for justice or nothing. He he just was doing what he knew was right or what he thought was right. You know, he yep. wasn't doing it for for any praise or for anything special. He was just doing it because he knew it was right. Yeah. And that these people deserve to get the credit for for their creations. Like I think Siegel and Schuster deserve all the credit in the world for Superman regardless if DC wants to acknowledge him or not because without them you don't have that character. Yep. You know, it's Stan gets a lot of credit for the characters he created too, but you gotta you gotta think like it's a team effort. Like Bill Finger, Bill Finger doesn't get enough credit for the, his creation of Batman. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, Bob Kane came up with the idea of Batman, but Bill Finger gave Batman the identity. He gave Batman the look that we know today. So they these guys need to get that that um, recognition while they're alive. Yeah. And we need to learn from our mistakes and quit making them going forward and stop letting these amazing creators die without 
penniless and homeless yeah. and without the the credit and recognition that they deserve because yeah. it's they they're putting out they're like Neil says later on they're artists they're modern day artists like there's one point in the that conversation where he's talking about modern day artists and he was like to me like he says to him like Avengers Endgame is considered art like he's like that's a ma- that's that's a piece of art so these guys deserve to be right up there hanging in museums with Monet's and Picasso's and, and things like that, because their art is absolutely fantastic. Some of these covers are absolutely amazing. Yeah. One of the things that you just said, Matt, that I think needs to be hit on again is that comment that you do the right thing because it's the right thing. And there's too many times where even myself, and we've all not maybe maybe at some point not did the right thing because, well, maybe we didn't have time to do the right thing or maybe we didn't want to look, you know, like be the one who was the only one doing the right thing around a group of people. At some point, if you if you pass up on that, you're just as bad as everybody else. So, you know, we all know what's right and wrong. So we need to start saying it, you know, and that's kind of what he, he was getting at. We know what's right and wrong. Let's live by that. Um, and the more people that do it, the more people that wouldn't do it will. So this is a it was fun. a very good good conversation. It's funny that we're on this topic because I think we need to change our giveaway strategy because it's just pointing out that it, it's just taking issue and pointing out Kyle's alcoholism. That people are sitting there <laughs> counting how many shots he's taken. What? Yeah. People are sitting here counting how many shots of fireball you're taking. You're about to open up a new one. It's just pointing out your uh, your alcohol issues. The faces have been worth it, though. I will say that. <laughs> Real quick, Corbin, I want to ask you: Did you ever read much of the John Stewart run, the early John Stewart stuff? When I was well, I say this funny. Why are you asking him that question, that. Brian? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, what? no. I, I did because I mean it was funny that um, Green Lantern wasn't the first. I knew the Hal Jordan one first, or not Hal yeah. Jordan, um, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, and then it was um, John Stewart, and then Hal Jordan, and so that was from the books. When I first saw, um, and I'm getting the Green Lanterns mixed up, but when I first saw um, Stewart on um, Justice League, it was like my first time actually being introduced to that character in that way. I was like, oh wow, there's a Black Green Lantern, get out of here. And then yeah. I went backwards to the 19, I think it was the 70s Justice League show yep. or Super Friends or something. Yep. And so then I went back to that reading and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Because I was looking for that type of representation from back then. Obviously, you know, growing it's up, I did see Black Panther and, and War Machine and, and characters of that sort. But mm-hmm. I was interested, especially my teen years, to kind of figure out where that started. You yeah. know, so I did read Panther's Rage, uh, that Black Panther run before Jack Kirby got to it. And I did read... Um, a lot of the early work that was done on John Stewart. And that was something that resonated with me from then, because I think that was when the real change occurred. Um, now, obviously you see more impactful um, people in these roles and, and in these storylines and everything. But back then in the 60s, 70s, when you first really start bringing them into the fold, excuse me, in that type of way, that had the most impact to me. So I'm kind of sad I read that later, but to answer your question, yeah, I did get around to reading. It was really, really impactful. Yeah. That's interesting. See, I like hearing stories like that because I've heard people say that 
to a lot of there's a generation out there that Jon Stewart is their Green Lantern because of the Justice League cartoon. That's yeah. who when they think Green Lantern, they think Jon Stewart. When I think Green Lantern, I think Hal Jordan. I've all, Hal Jordan has always been one of my you know top two. Favorite when I DC think Green characters. Lantern, I think Ryan Reynolds. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, I wish I could respect that, but yeah. Uh, so it's it's very interesting. Says to a kind guy of that likes that. the X Men movies. Yeah. Uh-oh. To hear to hear that not only from the other side of uh, of of race and the color of your skin, but also um, when it comes to uh, ages, you know the young the younger generations that grew up with that cartoon. When they think of their their Green Lantern, it's John Stewart. You know, just mm-hmm. like when I think of Batman's voice, I think of Kevin Conroy because of Always. the animated series. You know what Val I mean? Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a Val Kilmer guy too, so I, I'm, I'm there you. with you. Um, ha- have you ever seen Val Kilmer's elbow when he's not in a movie? He's got this growth on his elbow that's the size of a fucking baseball, and they have to hide it in every movie he does. Sorry, it's just the back cream. Yeah, no, I like it. the back That's crazy. Cream. I didn't know that. <laughs> now I'm gonna Google Val Kilmer's growth. Yeah, That's what I I'm was Googling right now. That was interesting. Wow. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was just uh, it's just interesting to hear different perspectives, and it was very cool to hear from him. A book that's so important to me in my life. I mean, I have that book uh, uh, hanging up in my house, probably on three walls. Um, it, it's and and like I said, I've I've truly given that book. I buy that book every time I see it, and Kyle doesn't want it, I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> but and not just eighty five, eighty six, also. And I've given those books to friends and fa- and their families, and said, you know, here because so many of people nowadays, yeah, there's the two that I missed because Kyle wanted them. Um, yeah, nowadays, you know, so many people that get caught up in, in especially this opiate madness where there's all these people dying a lot of people that are around them that don't that don't know how to help them because they don't know what those people what they're dealing with they're so far removed from you know knowing a drug addict or knowing somebody that's having to deal with with uh, addiction and, and there's such a big stigma especially to heroin addicts um, that should not be there and the stigma is what's causing 99.9% of the problem. And for those of you out there who don't believe that, do a little bit of, of research and you, you'll, you'll come to see that. Um, and if you know anybody that's ever dealt with, dealt with that in their lives, talk to them. Because th- the most important thing that I say to people that are dealing with people who are addicts is when you get to the point, especially with opiates and heroin, that you are addicted physical addiction you haven't want you haven't been wanting you haven't been getting high for years or months and you don't want to take that anymore because you're only taking it to not get sick and there's at that point you know you just feel like you're in a hole and then to not have people around you who don't know want to support you or don't know how to support you because they just don't know how to handle it um is is just as rough so just remember uh, the most important thing, just like it was important years ago, and it's important now, is that not everybody who's an addict or who's in a bad situation is a bad person. And that comic really pointed that out, that here are Green Lantern and Green Arrow going out. They're rounding up all the drug addicts. They're rounding up all the drug dealers. And after they get done, they go back and they walk in and there's 
you know, speedy Roy Harper, who's Green Arrow sidekick, who's a hero shooting up heroin, a good person in a bad situation. So it was it was really cool to that's that's a big part of my life, um, along with also being a comic fan. And it was very cool to talk about that and how important that issue is on the lives of people who have been in that situation. So it was uh, it was very cool for me. Wow, that was great, man. Brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can't even follow that. I can't say anything. That was, yeah. (laughs) Gonna have a moment of silence for Brian. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the the kind of impactful shit he brings to this show. Those little nuggets of goodness. It's not Hitler. It's it's, it's impactful. Nuggets nuggets of goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Nuggets of goodness. (laughs) Those are the best kinds of nuggets. Yeah. Ten for a dollar. So kind of kind of switching gears here um since we're still on talking about dc and, and we went from meat and potatoes to switching gears yeah what do you guys think about uh donny cates wanting superman to get naked and ditch his secret identity do i don't we really know. need do we, we really got bat we already got bat root do we really need superman root no i mean no. wouldn't that be the most perfect route mm, i have a feeling i it's bet a you it's small. way bigger than batman no root. i think it's small i think it's mm. tiny yeah. Think about I, it. I think it, I, I bet you it's a baby's arm holding an apple. No. Nah. Well, I got one for you. So, Superman's probably like a better evolved version of a human, right? Okay. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, they say that aliens are better evolved. You know, humans. You know, and aliens don't have sex organs because when you become super evolved, you don't need them. So that's where on the outside. I, I, yeah, I think you're probably right. So maybe if if they do show Superman root, we won't feel that bad because it'll be like he's a Ken doll or something. Maybe that's why he doesn't explode. Maybe that's why he doesn't explode Lois's Lane's uterus when he fucking fires inside of her. Yeah, he's as atomically oh correct as a Ken doll. It's just a strap on. <laughs> yeah, and she hasn't known it for the seventy years. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. Fool. The way he carries himself, I think he's. I think he's moderate. He's got his he's to tiny and he's BDE and all day. The way Batman carries himself, Batman's got that swinging dick. Oh, uh, I mean, we saw it, damn. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was tiny. We saw that one movie. It was tiny and damned. There's, there's something <laughs> about it was underwhelming that you just can't, you can't do stuff like that to him because of who that character is. Um, it's just like, yeah. it's just like, I, I didn't want to see, um, another politician get into the white house and I wanted, and I was, at first I was a little excited about Donald Trump because I was like, he's oh, not a politician. Don't, oh, no. on. don't do on. this. Oh, no. Come on. I was like, I was like, he's not a politician. It's been great guys. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as he got, as soon as he got in there and he started acting like a douchebag, you can't have that. You're the president of the fucking United States. You got to hold yourself up to some kind of. Standard. standard and superman is that type of thing he's got a standard because of who he is you know what i mean he's the greatest when you there's two things about he's called donald American. trump the greatest no i said that he's terrible <laughs> brian <laughs> brian mcclay's views do not echo the views of the absolute geek podcast his views are his and his alone but when you think of when you think of america you think of two things superman and apple pie right no i and think basically. of beer and tits so you now I think of Batman's root. Beer's this, t- beer tits and baseball. That's America. Making root. Superman look bad is like is just as bad as Trump being in, in the president. You know what I mean? So don't make Superman look bad. 
again, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> the, Brian McClay's views that's do not take, reflect Brian. the views of the Absolute Geek <laughs> podcast. His views are his and his alone. That's the take. I understand. I, 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 no, I, that's the take. Definitely. I get where you're coming from for sure. Yeah. So you just know, don't mess with Superman. Just don't mess with Superman. Corbin's like, I don't know how to spin. Th- I'm trying to spin this in the most Corbin way possible, and I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> just, just, lost. Just leave alone. Superman alone. Yeah, leave him that's alone. Basically, the, the TLDR of it. Don't fuck. We don't. Him. We don't. We don't need a super root. It's we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. Yep. <laughs> All right, and I'll eat my American Whopper. <laughs> matter of fact, I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think that Superman. I don't even think that Superman should be in a book like that. Take a you big old I mean? bite and tell me if it tastes like America. America. Fire uh, <laughs> your lip That's and give it one. help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Kyle, did you read that Dooms the Doomsday Clock? No, I haven't read it yet, but I have it. Are you reading Doomsday Clock, Corbin? He oh, just took a big old bite of America. Yeah. Tastes like America. He just took tell. a big old bite of freedom. Yeah. The, big, the biggest bite of freedom you'll ever get. Yeah. America. No, um, that's what my plan for tonight was. I think he's reading it. He gave you a thumbs up. Okay. So that, that, uh, the last uh, issue was really weird when it came to the Superman stuff. So um, I'll be interested to see what you think. It was we'll almost find a, out in nine months when the next issue comes out. You remember when metal was going on and they had all the different Supermans? You mean Batman? They were well, yeah, but they were using all the Supermans to power. Oh, okay. The, uh, I I so, bailed on metal after like issue three, so I don't know. Metal was awesome. I really liked it. I thought the that series sucked, sucked, but everything up until the ending was great. I think that's that was Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's worst worst Batman work. I Did definitely we talk think about Batman Who Laughs was created in that. That's one of the yeah. best characters created in the last 10 years. But I think that, um, yeah, Batman Who Laughs is good, but I think the story itself, the story itself sucked and it was hard to follow. Dude, uh, uh, um, Damien being all gung ho and telling like, you know, Tim Drake and, and or I mean, telling Dick uh, to go fuck himself like he wants to be evil and violent. Man. That was cool as hell. Um, it was just to the end, and I don't know why that is with comics. It seems like every ending to a major event is terrible. The last that I, the last twenty years that I can think of, when was like a, just everything just peters out? Like yeah, when has there been a, a line wide event? Like don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about like Superman or like Batman New Fifty Two or, or even like the that. ending of that kind of petered out it's though. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like a huge event, like Inf- Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, House of M, First uh, yeah. X, yeah. It wasn't. It's been since the early '90s since there's been any event that was good that ended well. So it, I'm trying sure. to think. I feel like there's been there isn't that much to lose. I feel like there's one or two, but that is true. Like as far as high stakes, like major storyline, we all know. And not after the fact, there's a major event we're going to do, and yeah. then the entire time when I was kid, I was great. And you know what's funny? I can't think of one. Like right off hand. No. But maybe that's more telling of the lack of stories that there are than the fact that we can't collectively remember one. You remember because... the you remember the Secret War event on Marvel, the the second Secret, Secret War they did? The one that they did where they did all the secret yeah. I remember the second Secret War and I remember the terrible. Second Civil War. Both being where they, flops. Where like, they had the battle world 
that started really good and it ended terrible. You know, when, when Black Panther had to come back and get the gauntlet and he was like, you know, hiding out and he got the gauntlet and he had to go back in and he was going to be the only person that was going to be able to fight um, uh, Doom or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, that was awesome. And then it just fizzled out. It was like they, they didn't know how to write an ending. I think it was probably the hardest ones to do when you do these big, expansive storylines across multiple titles and you bring That's it, why Game and of Thrones it did all it. together. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. Well, they did a good job. Oh, no, they did a horrible job. Terrible. I don't know. I didn't watch. Remember? It was terrible, yeah. man. The last two episodes ruined that whole eight years. Wow. So that's what I mean. Like endings really matter, and especially when there's two problems with big wine wide events. One, endings have been terrible, and two, it's never put out on time. Never. They never give themselves, you know, like three issues in the can, and then that way they don't have to have you know issues. There's always delays. Um, and when the delays get to be like a year or two, it sucks. That's that's why people are walking away from comics. That's asleep. I'm not asleep. It totally looked yeah. like it. We need to we need to crop that and and play it. <laughs> I don't listen. Out of anyone on this show, there's two people that don't sleep, and that's me and Kyle. All right. I'm over here reading comments and looking at my other screen. I'm not sleeping. I just saw you sleep and your eyes were closed for three seconds. Right? Yeah, it, Get it the hell out of here, Brian. That's pretty, yeah, pretty convincing. You, you got you got the three count. I've got a picture with you like drool coming out of your mouth in oh, three I seconds. I want to see that you picture. To, I want to see that picture. Three seconds. You were trying to think of major storylines and you fell asleep. No, yeah. I was trying to think of major storylines, though. How's um, that's, a, that's a great question. Is there Has there been anything in the last 10 years that has been good, a big event? You guys have good comments. Maybe someone in the chat would know because I can't think of one. Like even Civil War, I was kind of young as far as remembering. Well, young as far as being aware of like, okay, how does the community look at this? How is like the marketing for it? So all I remember was it being a good story, but there wasn't like a lot of, not that I remember. Was there a lot of hype around that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be the close. I mean, for the first Civil War, I know the second one was a lot and it, it sucked in my opinion. But like. Civil I, War I ended bad though. It was. We, yeah, we, we wanted this big, huge battle, and people—the more people like to matter—but they did the whole clone Thor thing, which really ruined the whole Thor coming yeah. back. And see, when I was young, I didn't know he had died to begin with. So I was like, okay. "Clone Thor? Did Thor die?" It was yeah. weird for me to kind of go back and read that. And then now, you know, understanding it all, you're right. And having that, or, or the death of who was it? Not um, Giant Man. Giant Man. That's who it was. And that yeah, being a big Bill, deal. Oh. They killed the one black dude. That was me when I was, you know. Yeah, what's his name? Bill. Tim, uh, Tim says in the chat, Blackest Night. Blackest Night was very good. Mm, okay. Yes. That's true. That's if true. you consider Blackest Night to start when uh, Rebirth happened and gone through, you know, Yellow, the uh, Sinestro Wars, you know, Blackest, or White, the White Lantern, Blackest Night, the Red Lanterns. That was a huge event, and that was that was done very well. I'll, but I mean, that still that doesn't fall under the recent though. Like that was what early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, two thousand six or seven. Because I it launched. Because it was part of what happened. Because uh, that's what. And then you have Flashpoint. All that led up to the launching. And then of the that new solidifies 52. your point ten, yeah. in the last ten years. Yeah. 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 Flashpoint was good. Two thousand eight Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tim says two thousand eight for Blackest Night. Okay. You know, I can't. So, yeah. I can't think of it because, like, you get any Spider-Man like 
event you have. One more day. One more well, day was so bad. You had one more day, but like you had um what the Spider Verse that stuff f- yeah. fizzled out. Like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Yeah, it, good. it was another one that was really good, and it was. It, it, you were getting into it, and then all of a sudden, it like just started crumbling underneath your feet as you were walking the plank. It was just going. It was just. Like You're Marvel, like, Marvel. I think it was Access where they had the. I think it was Access where the villains were good guys and the good guys were villains. Like the roles flopped. Yeah. Like so that that started out strong and then got really bad. The the Phoenix Five with uh, AVX and 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 when the uh, X Men those five X Men got the Phoenix power. Uh, Colossus, Cyclops, uh, Jean. Gr- or, um, I think AVX and uh, Emma Frost. Uh, uh, magic, and there was one more, right? Cyclops, magic, Emma Frost, Colossus, and then one more got the Phoenix power. Namor, when those those five got the Phoenix power, that was badass. And, and then, then they just couldn't end it good. They I think ended it ended it fine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I didn't like it, man. I I, I don't know. I thought rushed. that that was the only time in Cyclops history where he wasn't a big pussy. Why? Because he, he kills was so Xavier? badass in that in that AVX, the fire, you know, the Phoenix Five when he went dark and he had the X on his face on his you know on his head, dude, he was a badass. And it turns for the mom. first time that I could ever remember, Cyclops was not a big pussy. <laughs> it was awesome. I like Cyclops used to be like the biggest <clears throat> baby to me. It was like. Uh, you know, there's like watching LeBron James play basketball now, you know, the last couple of years where he would just complain after every call. That's how I felt, felt about Cyclops. Here he is. He's not only with one of the hottest chicks in, in the world, but the most powerful mutant ever. And he's still a big pussy. And then she dies and he gets with the next hottest chick in the Marvel Universe, who's one of the baddest mutants ever. And he's still a big pussy. I want right? to say that all he cares about. I want to say the last one, the event that maybe I can remember is the uh, death of Spider Man, but I don't, um, I don't think that's in the last ten years. I think it's way more than ten years. Because I like the the fact that you you get Peter Parker fighting Green Goblin to the death, out in front of his Aunt yeah. May's house, and then it also spiraled out um, Miles Morales to the world. So that's the last big one I can think of. Like any any most DC crossover events have been have been shitty. Um, like Doomsday Clock, I had high hopes for, but they kept just you know extending it and extending it, extending it and moving comics and you can, it kind of peters out. And they're trying so hard to bring the Watchmen in the DC universe, and I don't think they're doing a good job of it. Um, they're doing if if you read. Sorry, I was enthralled I, I with watching with Corbin eat his Whopper. No, I, I agree with you. You're 100% right, Matt. But one thing I will say is I like where they're wow. how they're playing um, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. They're playing Dr. Manhattan really well, um, how they're writing him and uh, how they're trying to explain him is really good. If it's 2011, Tim, that puts it in the that 10-year time span. So that's right at 10 years. But I can't really think of anything else like pivotal. I'm sure there's there's storylines yeah, yeah. out there, but I just. But can't it, when think it's of hard anything. to think about, you know that's how bad it. Because like even before Watchmen sucked. I I didn't I I thought yeah you're probably yeah the writing was bad. I will say something though. 
Oh God! Those please. covers, the variants that Jamie Lee did for for those before Watchmen books, are some of the best art, best covers, best art I've ever seen Jim Lee do. <laughs> um, really fucking good. Tim says in the chat, "Bring that Whopper back." You are totally selling me on BK. <laughs> I know. I'm about to fucking call Postmates. Postmates did for. America. America. Um, America's Whopper right there. Tim says fireball count 32. 32 on the fireball count for Tim. (laughs) With a margin of plus or minus 10. Yeah. I don't don't know. Did you guys see that new cover that came out today? Or I don't know if it came out today. It came out recently. Rob Liefeld posted it and said, not signing this one either. And it's a uh, oh the homage cover yeah somebody did an homage cover to New Mutants ninety eight and because it's not Rob Liefeld he won't sign it it's like you dumb motherfucker this artist is doing an homage to you because he thinks you're a good artist and now you're totally making that artist who did that homage cover probably not like you I like how the right? only guy on the show not blocked by him just called him a dumb motherfucker well <laughs> one day I want to. Um, be able to interview my second favorite artist of all time. Or, I mean, yeah. Who, Rob Liefeld? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's in it. Yeah, well, he might He might uh, grant you that interview since, you know, you're not blocked by him. It would be funny to go interview him, but, like, have this sh- the, the Rob Liefeld sh- shirt underneath another shirt. And right as you set everything up, you take your top shirt off and it's got the Rob Liefeld, you know, blocked by Liefeld. Dude, I, eco I, I was telling Kyle that I think it would be hilarious to try and go to, he's in, uh, I can't remember if it's this weekend or next weekend, but he's going to be at Amazing Las Vegas. I told Kyle it would be hilarious to go to Amazing Las Vegas and try to get him to sign the shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he'll sign anything for money. I tell you what that we, need new cover. we need to put up a picture of the shirt, you know, and say, Hey, will you sign this and see what he says? You know, not signing that either. Will you sign this? Yeah, right. Uh, Ten says, "Don't you guys have In and Out Burger where you are? Why are you going to BK? Look, In and Out Burger is overrated. Yes, very overrated. I'm gonna get crucified. I'm gonna get crucified for saying it, but In and Out Burger is overrated. overrated. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm sorry. The fries are the worst. Just hands down. There's no way to say we can even double fry them." No, they're burgers and it's okay. But the Whopper two for six, I'm right next to one. I can't beat it. Okay, I, eat that. Call me one. When I was uh, working, everything at, animal style and it's perfect. Kyle, you remember ninety nine cent waffers? Waffers, huh? I've never had a ninety nine cent waffer. I said waffers. No, they like cut off. Yeah, I remember the ninety nine cents. That was awesome. <laughs> Dude, was oh, badass. Now they're like five fucking dollars. Yeah, that's what I mean. Booby traps. That's what I said. Booby trap. Booby trap. Dude, I I mean honestly, like they are. Tim, I understand where you're coming from, Tim. That it's two thousand miles away, but it's it's overrated. Yeah, like I'm from the East Coast, you know, Midwest. I I and I, uh, no no thanks. I'll White Castle's fine. Yeah, White Castle's fine. Yuck. Yep, White Castle's gross too. The best, in my opinion, the two best burger joints out here are Habit Burger and Five Guys. Five Guys is too expensive. Yeah, but it's fucking good, man. 
and the amount of fries you get. It's you spend ridiculous. $12 at fries guys or five guys, you walk away with a huge hamburger with all you can eat toppings. You know what I mean? As many toppings as you want to choose to put on there, they don't charge you for. And then they give you a freaking bag of French fries that are awesome. So you spend 12 bucks, you get basically three meals, but it still is 12 bucks. I miss hot and now back in Michigan, we had hot and now and they were good. They had good cheap burgers, but mm. did you have Carl's juniors or Hardee's Hardee's? It's the same thing, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think in and out is, is vastly overrated. Yep. There's better burgers out there. Yep. I had the best burger I've ever had in my life came from a food truck at San Diego comic-con. Yeah, it's probably because you were really hungry. It was a uh, well. It was like it was kind of like that burger Jose had in in um, Minnesota, where the cheese was like in the middle of the burger. Oh, the Mass Bar one. Yeah, that was good. It was probably the best burger I've ever eaten, and it came from a food truck. And I, and I don't know if it was necessarily because I was hungry, but it was just it was just a damn good burger. But I think it's just because you're hungry. There's no fucking food truck trucks that are good. How about that one that that I took you to in um, L.A. on the way back from Comic Con? That yeah, was the Comic-Con. nastiest shit I've ever had in my life. That's like a that's like an In and Out type thing too, but they just add chili to oh, everything. Thing was that was gross. That was we drove out of our way to find that dumbass place. What was it called? I totally forgot. Now, if you were eating a chicken parmesan sandwich from Burger King. Then, then I'd have to get you that because those are the shit. They have those? Oh yeah. What? Yuck! The Burger King Meatball? chicken parms are so good. We're really reduced to talking about In and Out Burger and Burger King. Yeah, well, that's why we're losing people. <laughs> that's why we're that's where we're going, guys. Yeah. That's um, that's, that's what this is all culminating, culminating to. <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind being sponsored. That's what this yeah. is all culminating to is being sponsored by Burger King. We're all enthralled <laughs> just watching Corbin. Yeah. Corbin, would Frank let you eat a Whopper on his show? No, come on. <laughs> no, it's not a set of questions. It's no. an it's an actual question. Just like no, I asked Brian, okay. would like, would Keith let you sleep on Vogcast or Flipside? Nope. Mm. Because <laughs> I don't sleep. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You get you go into a coma. You go into a Rick, a Rick a Rick Simpson induced coma. Let's see it. <laughs> I don't just want to see a picture you take in when I close my eyes for three seconds and you get a screenshot of we it. We have it I on video. We I want to do I got I got you going to sleep on video tonight. Do, so. do I need to play the <laughs> Do I need to play the clip? Do I need to play the clip now, from two episodes I am ago? Non sleeping champion. No. Who's gonna become the new the new do, uh, Photoshop king? Do right I need do I need to? We're getting a Matt sleeping meme. That's gonna be the greatest meme ever made. First of all, I don't sleep, son. Do I need to play the clip from two episodes ago where you're yep. so falling asleep and out of it that you completely like? I wasn't lose. Asleep. Oh, I was get out of here! It. I was get out, out of it. You like dazed off asleep. in the middle of the conversation, and then you just mumbled <laughs> something and couldn't remember what you're talking if about. If it's a two, it's a five. That's right. Doesn't matter if it's a two or a ten. It's all about what you need, right? And, and his whole argument was that Scarlett Johansson is not a ten, and then he flips with it. If it's a two or a ten, it, it depends on what you need. I admit, I admit that. Yeah, I had that conversation. It didn't make any sense at the time either. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Tim says, "Play the clip." 
not going to play the clip, but because it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, it definitely exists. You know it exists. No, I'm saying it does. You have 200 episodes, I'm sure it's somewhere, yeah. right? Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and it's time to put some audio into your ears, man. Your ear pussy's about to get fucked by the greatest podcast you ever heard. Let's, let's talk about something else that is important. Let's talk about Keanu Reeves and and uh, who he should play in, in the Marvel Universe and why it's Wolverine. Wolverine. No. Over the internals, he should play Wolverine. He's too tall. Yeah, so is Hugh Jackman. Terrible Wolverine. Right, so is Hugh Jackman. That was, that was the joke, guys. I'm glad Jack- <laughs> I was, I was No, no, I think, I think you're just trying yeah, to save it. Make a great Wolverine. Right? No, I don't think you're so. You're just trying to save the joke, that's all. I, I no, think that no. he would be a better... Icarus, or I whatever did the that guy's eye thing, Matt. I did the eye thing. He's too. <laughs> Look at it again. It just happened. <laughs> yep. Play the video back. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch. Exactly. Did you fall asleep, Corbin? No, but I just don't. <laughs> a whopper induced coma. No. <laughs> but um. <laughs> hey, no, I don't. I personally don't think he'd make a good Wolverine. Make him like, I don't know, the Mandarin or something. I think he'd be a good Icarus. Or is that? Am I saying the guy's name right? How do you say that? That one Eternal's name, Icarus or? Ikikus or Ikikus. What's the leader of the Eternals' uh, name? The guy that uh, they're saying he's gonna play. Quick, Marvel trivia, go. Um, right. I think it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not in the Well, they've only they've only um, gotten one actor like lined up, right? That they've signed. Uh, yeah, his name's Icarus. Mm-hmm. I K A R I S. So they've got mm. Cersei. That's the only person they've got is Cersei. Um, uh, Angelina Jolie's playing Cersei. So. Ah. Okay. Did you guys hear where they're going with that? And do you guys like if you? No, heard they've that? they've cast uh, Kanil Nanjiami and okay, Mae yeah, Dong yeah. in in roles too. Okay. Did you guys hear about how they're going to play this off on Thanos and everything? They're saying Thanos is an eternal, but he has a like a mutation that caused him to look the way he does. But he's he's part of that Thanos is part of the Eternals. And that's why he got outcasted because he was a mutation. There's this um I'll I'll find it and I'll screen share or I'll I'll send it to you Matt. Um but anyways, you guys can look it up. There's a there's there's um, storyboards or or not, not storyboards. What do they call when they're they hire an artist to try and make what it might look like? Concept. Yeah. Concept art. Yeah. There's concept art that just got released of the Eternals standing next to a young Thanos, and it's showing how they look alike, but Thanos is blue, and 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 other than that, they look alike. You know, but Thanos got turned blue, and that's why. You know, it was like a mutation or a thing that happened. I think and that's they're also stupid. saying, yeah, so do I. They're also saying yeah. that's how they're going to bring in Hercules. And they're going to say, I don't know if they're going to say Hercules is an Eternal, but they're going to try and bring in Hercules through the Eternals. And then they're going to say that Warlock, Adam Warlock is an Eternal too. No, no, no. They might as well just bring it all through Disney. No, I'm fine. Not a well, they, they had to change so much about Thanos' story. So I'm cool with the Thanos part. I think they need to quit um, I wish with they Thanos. They're trying they too hard Titan. to keep him in in relevance. And do they have to bring him up in this? I guess they do in the scope. Well, of that's the what story. happened in in real comics. Is 
Thanos is a Titan. You know, his brother looks like a normal person, and so does. Um, um, That's fine. Leave him a Titan. He doesn't need to be a fucking Eternal. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. They should just call him. They're already gone so far from the actual comic line that there's no need to try to shoehorn some of it in now or have to explain some of that away because you've already addressed this story is done. Move on. You know, if you have to give like reference to it, fine. But we've already gotten the difference of of Thanos that we're going to get. You know what I mean? I'm sure we all know the whole Infinity Saga and what we saw. Both come to their end, and both were kind of different. Let's leave it alone. I bet you Thanos comes back. How can you not bring that character back? It's too good of a character. Leave it alone. It's dead. Uh, Leave him alone. I would end it, man. I mean, I get you. I think he's a great character, but, I mean, we got Ultron. We got Galactus. I mean, there's other guys that you can use as, like, world-dominating threats or whatever that Doctor Doom. I mean, let's just You know what I mean? Endgame. He's done. It'd just be... Plus, the way they brought him back, I thought was kind of weird, too. You know what I mean? In this one. Did you read uh, Infinity Gauntlet, Corbin? Yeah. Did you read mm-hmm. Infinity War? Yes. And Infinity, uh, Infin- Infinity, uh, what's the other one? The third one? I didn't read that one. Yeah, I know where you're okay. getting at, too. Remember no. Infinity? So this was the best part about Infinity War was the fact that they had to go back to Thanos and ask his help. And Thanos mm-hmm. went and teamed For up with many. Adam Warlock and Drax and Silver Surfer and went after um, what was that that character that they created uh, Magus? Oh, Magus! Magus? Yeah, and and they had to bring Thanos in to help them, and Thanos and Mephisto had to, you know, help the the heroes take out Magus in in in, in uh, Infinity War, and that was a, such a good series because Thanos. That's why I liked Thanos in the movies too, because you liked him. You, you actually kind of liked him. You didn't look at him as like a total evil dude. You know what I mean? They, they, they gave him a reason where for a couple seconds you can say, well, he's, he, you know, he's thinking that he wants to help people. That's, and that's his whole reason to do this because he really thinks he's going to help people. It's not to hurt people, you know? Um, and it kind of, yeah, it kind of makes you feel a little bit different than him just being a, a, a complete psychopath murderer, you know, like he is in the comics. Um, so I, that's why I'm saying like, bring him back, use him as an anti-hero, you know, perfect, perfect stuff that you can write with him. Leave him he's gone. Such a badass. Leave him gone. Yeah. And they can't do it anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh-uh. But, Leave him gone. Bye-bye. Yeah. They're definitely going, they're going to have two routes. They're going to have the, the space route with the Eternals and Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four and all that stuff. And then they're going to go the Earth route with the Dark Avengers. Um, and I'm all for the Dark Avengers stuff. Mm-hmm. So. All right. And Young Avengers. They're going Young Avengers. They are. Yep. You guys got anything else you want to talk about this week? <sighs> Nothing I can think of. Kyle? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Corbin, anything you want to push or talk about? No, not at all, actually. What? Corbin's always got shit to talk about. I know. I mean, dude, I'm all caught up in the aura of the 200th episode. All right. You know. Aura is a nice way of putting it. That well, okay, that like that, whatever that is, I'm caught up in it. Um, and yeah, no, I don't really have, I mean, I have to catch on Dark Phoenix, I have to 
you know, I've been kind of behind the news. Uh, this weird, we talked about the Swamp Thing cancellation. Um, that was kind of it for me. The awe, the awe of going on Comic Playground. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Look, what I, about... Yeah. Um, I just want to say... News, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. The news about uh, the Russo brothers doing the Magic the Gathering stuff. Um, um, here's, here's why that's a big deal. And it's one reason. Yeah. Go make some money on those Magic the Gathering cards, man. If you're freaking garage sale and you see people trying to offload, those things are going to start being worth more money. You think they'll? You so, think they're gonna? That's going to affect the price of of the cards? Of course, bro. Of course. What affects the price of comics? Well, movies. Speculation. Exactly. Speculation. Movies. <laughs> TVs. You don't have. Con- you don't have. Yeah, magic cards are content. Comics, like, cards. like comics are content. Cards are just. But so are cards. Uh, Big time content, dude. Big time content. I, I see the argument. People there. fill up rooms to play that game. Yeah, and it's got a whole backstory and nerds. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not gonna run out and buy a Lotus card just because I saw it in a TV show. Of like it's not, not. It's not the same way as, as a comic. Like if you're not because into because you've already played it, Matt. It's yeah. because you've already played it. This is gonna open people's eyes that have never seen Magic the Gathering and have never heard of it. It's gonna bring more people into it, just like it did with comics. When the movies started getting made, more people came into comics. The curiosity factor. Yes, speculation got crazy. Because Maybe for like two months. In. I don't. I don't think it. It's going to depend. For ten years. No, it's going to depend on how popular it is. If the show comes yes. on Netflix and yes. it fucking bombs, it's not going to. It's not going to mm. matter. If it's going to yeah. be like them, it, I have a feeling it's going to go the same route as every goddamn Dungeons and Dragons movie they've tried to make. They're all terrible. I think if it ban if it bombs, it, yeah, and video game if it bombs, it's not going to do shit. Couldn't they go? They could go gamer Game of Thrones route with it and make it really dark and you know, um, well done. Corbin Tim says in the chat instead of going to see Dark Phoenix, just use the ten dollars for the ticket to pay someone to hit you over the head with a two by four. It'd be more of enjoyable. Yep, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's a real bummer. You're really muted. Like- You're muted, Corbin. You're muted. I see my 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 yeah fell over. Anyway, I was gonna say thank you, Tim. I will pass up on that offer, but um, I feel it was like just in my duty to at least check it out. Although if it's as painful as you described, then maybe it's not. You know, it's. I'm gonna watch it on the internet. Really? Yeah. That that's that's the route you guys should take. Did they, did they show any type of going moving forward at you know towards this? No. This is like basically this... the. This closes oh, it, right? This closes the the X Men. Yep. This X Men yep. chapter, dude. It's like I no, said, they, the twenty years of X Men are done, right? Yep. There's no after credits. There's nothing. Like I was telling Ken at, at on Monday at Comic Playground, is uh, they should have did like no more no more mutants or the House of M. They should have House of M, and ended it with the line no more mutants when Scarlet Witch wipes out all the mutants and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Instead yep. of remaking the Dark Phoenix for a second time, and I think a yeah, lot yeah. of the problem with Dark Phoenix is they don't do it justice because that you to really make that story work, first you got to hit on the emotion of it because it's it's an emotional storyline, and you also mm-hmm. you can't do the Dark Phoenix saga without properly doing the Phoenix saga first. It's um, not it's not th- something you can problem. just hit on like you you got to do it per, like properly. Here's, here's the a problem. build up for that. You can't do the Dark Phoenix saga, and here's why. 
Because if be you're going to do the Dark Phoenix saga and you're going to do it right, Jean has to die. Jean's too good of a character to have her die. She should be in comics right now. She so is. You, no, she's not. Yes, she she is. Not the Phoenix is. The young Jean Grey from the past. Yeah. And that's yeah. so stupid. No, that's more not. time travel bullshit. Fantastic. It's awesome. You know? And all of a sudden, you've got another pussy Cyclops. I just... Dude, you I'm need to you shit. you need to read the Uncanny X Men run that's going on right now because Cyclops is not a pussy. Yeah, because um, he ends up, he came back. He got you know he came back, but the young kid Cyclops is a pussy. The guy went out and found his dad and you yeah. know was out in space. That that kid's a pussy. That's what I'm talking about. The group that they brought back from the past is is bad. Um, a pussy. Oh, okay. So there's a character that's in. Dark Phoenix, it's not really a spoiler because you're they don't do anything, but it's mm-hmm. that was probably the best part for me. Well, well who is it? You character. can't do that and not say who. It was Dazzler. Oh, everybody knew she was going to be in there. No, they made they oh, have wow. her like in her full costume, yeah, full powers, full everything. I mean, it looked like that yeah, was the high point for the movie for me. You didn't hear about that? Nope, I, I didn't see any spoilers i didn't read anything about it i just went in blind because i knew it was gonna suck so i didn't want (laughs) to make it even worse for me like it was like i was saying on on kind of a playground like they need if they're gonna do it right you need to have wolverine there you need to have that angle where she's begging him to kill her and he can't do it and she blasts him like you need to have it as comic book accurate as possible i think to work trying to fit it in a two-hour did you say Black Tom? Yeah, what's his name? Black Tom, Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah, oh, okay. Black Tom Cassidy, um, like the whole Hellfire group. Yeah, like, yeah. He plays such a big part. But that's why to, Emma's so badass. Yeah. You know? Emma's one of my favorite characters because Gene isn't around. And even and I, the bad guy, bad villain, or the villain in the movie, they don't explain who they are. They don't talk about them. Basically, they it's it's really stupid why they're even they they should be. It's like a throwaway character, basically. Yeah, it, it was really it's really stupid why they had it there. Wow. Now I gotta see this movie. I'm so <laughs> I have to see it now. Like, don't don't blame me that that you're disappointed even more because it's really bad. Is it worse <laughs> than an apocalypse? That's a good question. That's a good question. I've heard that it's bad as uh, Last Stand, but what do you think about that as far as Apocalypse? Because that's interesting. Apocalypse was was a bad movie because of Apocalypse only. They made Apocalypse look stupid. Tim says yes. They made Apocalypse look stupid, but everything else about that movie was good. Everything else. And they also ruined by not having Archangel. They should have had Archangel. It should, they really fucked up Angel in that movie, and they shouldn't have had Olivia Munn be Ju- uh, be. Um, uh, Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. I liked. I liked. Her. No, I Cylock, her. I hate this. Oh. Listen, guys, Cylock should have been Asian. Olivia Cylock Munn is Asian? Asian. Get. I'm talking about like looks really Asian. Cyclops is like from you know that part of the world. You know what I mean. Name an Asian look. actress. Yeah, I mean, I mean an Asian actress. Yeah, they well, should have had an Asian actress. Yeah, 
Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I it, it, Olivia Munn is, is, is gorgeous, and it was cool to see her. Well, it was kind of cheesy to be honest, but you know, uh, I just they really should have played true to that role too. Archangel and Psylocke should have been cast better. An extension of a. Tim says she's much worse. Yeah, she is. No, no, <laughs> n- not she. Sorry, Olivia Munn is Asian, bro. That's where I got the she. And he says that um, Dark Phoenix is worse than Apocalypse, much worse. She's Asian, she's half Asian, right? <laughs> so I'm talking about we need to have somebody like um, who's, that chick, who's that chick that's uh, in all the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff. Like she should have been in it. You know what I mean? The main, the main young character in that, or uh, even even the, even the character that they had um, play Yukio. Yeah, that's what uh, I was just saying. That was yeah, they, who I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. They should have had her be. You know Tim I mean? makes they a good point really that aged. Olivia Munn actually looks like Jim Lee's Psylocke. Yeah. Yeah, she that's true. Yeah, she does. That, I she think so. No, she doesn't. Does not, not a bit. I think she does. Whoa, a little oh, bit. Well, send her oh. Send her pull oh. it up. We yeah, need to. We need to settle this argument. Who's pulling it up? Click. I am pulling it up right now. Yeah. Not me. Cool. I, I mean, it. there's some I think that are close. It's not like his was that defined. But Yours makes a very distinct noise, Jose. Mm. Can I share my screen on this? Yeah. No. All right. Hold on. Yeah, I can. Don't do it. Don't Thank do you it? Too. You want me to try it? I don't care. This has already been a train wreck. Go for it. All right. <laughs> Thumb, dumpster fire commence. Yeah. Look at that. You can't see it. Can't see it? I'll, all right. We'll, we'll let you zoom in a little bit. Can I, can you see it? If I can zoom in. Hold on. Yeah, that's close enough to me. Wait. Do you think that looks like Olivia Munn? I'm talking about in the face. I'm not talking about the outfit. Oh, of course. I don't think it looks that crazy. It's just it's not that like defined. Uh, I don't think. I think that Olivia Munn. You know I mean, terrible. like in certain pictures, I'm sure you can find that look more like it. But like, no. Dude, it's like I mean, impossible to see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right. You need to bring it up, Matt. Here, I'm going to send it to Matt. Okay. The address. But anyways, you know, I digress. It's 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 neither here nor there. Um, it's interesting, though, Matt. Anyways, you know, that was the big deal about Psylocke, and that's, that's what everybody got really pissed about. And that kind of started that whole thing of you can't have – you can't have, it, 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 like, you know, the whole Aladdin thing. You can't have a, they were so angry when they found out, like, a white girl was going to play, uh, you know, in the live action Aladdin. And, and it's the same reason why She's I would. She's not white, would, bro. Bro. Go read. <laughs> the go chick read that plays out. in the live action Aladdin is not white. All right. You're going to feel like an <laughs> idiot right here. I just said. The chick that they originally had that they they, they cast for that. Oh, okay, I don't feel like an I don't feel like an idiot by any means, but I understand. You what you're saying, I didn't yeah. say you're gonna feel like it, did I? Yes. I feel like you it? said you're about to feel like an idiot. You're trying to sh- mean you. You're trying to shame I'm about me, bro. To cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm about to use that knife to cut my whopper. <laughs> Your American whopper. You got another one. Ooh. You got another whopper. It was two for six, dog. Two. Oh snap. 
I, I, yeah, I haven't eaten all day today, so it's been it's been told you it was a rough day at the library. Okay, a rough <laughs> day at the library. That's what the name I on your album. I thought you'd hear those words together. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Only on the Absolute Geek Podcast, right? Where <laughs> yeah. at the library. <laughs> a rough day at the library. At the library, yeah, yeah the library. All right, so let me try and screen share this. Hold on a second. Remix. Remix. You have to have yeah. one of those old school bass, bass, bass. How low can you go? <laughs> I remember, like uh, in the early late nineties. Remember the Knights of Bass. Remember that song that they had. Okay, so I'm on the House of Pain. Jim Lee's Jim around. Lee's Psylocke. Right there. Okay. On the screen. Everybody jump. And now. So there's Jim Lee's Psylocke. Where? I, Where? I just posted it on the screen. It's on the screen. Oh, it's on the YouTube screen. Oh, I got you. <laughs> And now there was a oh, good yeah. god damn it Pinterest. Damn you Pinterest. Stop. You stupid piece of junk. There was you a You can see the likeness. Oh. They're similar. There was a good picture of Olivia Munn on what I was looking at too. Um <laughs> someone Oh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, Tim sent one in the chat that looks pretty good. No, I don't want Pinterest, you stupid pieces. Well, th- thanks a lot for shit in the bed, Matt. I know. Sorry. You tried. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you tried. <laughs> Right here, dude. I give you, I give you a two point seven out of five. Let me, let me fix it on the stream here. Discord, everyone. Discord sucks. It does suck. Yeah. Look yeah, at that. How, how can you, how can you say? I don't think that either. looks Asian. I don't think she looks Asian to me. Well, that's the thing. Like she's. Just Psylocke, you know what I mean? No, I'm playing. No, I get she, Psylocke should be Asian. In the story, definitively. But what he's trying to say is that not even that is different from the story, but just that Jim Lee's artwork, it was a, yes. it was a match. So one of the more yeah. popular Psylocke for most people to go, <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. Bam, there. And then that works. You know what I mean? Like those of us who like know the history and stuff, yeah, obviously, no. But, I understand. I, mean, I get more mainstream. I understand she's Asian, Tim, but she's probably half Asian and she doesn't really look Asian. She wow. she, he said oh, nine. He said nine point eight. If there was a big, if there was a big hubbub about it with Caster, for the same reason I'm talking about, you know what I mean? Dude, there's a big a hubbub about anybody when they cast people. Right? Yeah, everyone gets all fucking. Then we get a petition, and it's all fucking downhill. And it's not Scarlett Johansson Michelle. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Brian's feeling ganged up on, so now he's like Jose. He's going to play safety dance and just stop. No, no, no. I'm trying to look something up. He's, he's... Oh, Brian's fall asleep. Brian's fall asleep. Kyle just fell asleep. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's fall asleep now. I don't ever fall asleep. Yeah. This fucking cinnamon whiskey won't let me. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Everyone's falling asleep over here. Yuck. Yeah. Hold on. This it's is time to bed. This one's for. Time. All right. Are we done with this racist topic? Oh. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely done with it. I mean, you can, if you got a point you need to make, I'll I'll let you do it. No, not at all, bro. You, you get sure? 17 seconds. Go. Because you look like you're intently looking for something. Um, I am, but I'm not. It's not something I want to talk about. Show. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. Oh. Even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. After show talk. Woo-hoo. You got it. You got it. That's when it's fucking. That's when the show's lit. All right. After well, I guess that'll be it for us. For that's this. a good. That's a good stopping point. That's a good stopping point. I think when you get a little, a little bit of a racism debate, it's time to <laughs> to let it go. That's a good way to Tell end two hundred episodes. Yeah. Um, guys, I just want to take a time and I'll let each and every one of you, if you want to say something, uh, take your time to say it. But I, I want to just say, I know I posted, put out a big thing out on Facebook today and, and I want to say like, honestly, personally, how big of a landmark this is for me. Um, I look, I know we've, we've got over 400 episodes out. I know we've done multiple shows, but absolute geek is the show that started it all. This is a flagship show. This is where it all started. And I got to thank everyone that's involved with this show each and every week, man. I got to thank, like I said, Kellen, Kellen, who's not a part of the show anymore. I got to thank him because, like I said, without him, this wouldn't be possible. This show probably would have never started. He's not. Um, I got to thank Kyle again for, you know, always being my fucking go-to dude and being in the trenches with me and willing to take this show as far as it needs to go. Um, Brian looks like he froze. Did Brian freeze? Oh, no, no. Brian on froze. No, I'm here. Um, still alive. Like I said, I got to thank Brian for always bringing the knowledge and really, really, really um, lifting the Spit levels out, and fucker. evaluating. Or I want to say, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Um, God, I know. I'd like to thank Corbin for just being awesome. Yeah. For being charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Brian for coming on and joining us every week and elevating the knowledge on this show. Um, he definitely brings that aspect to it i'd like to thank jose and his clacking keyboard jose for bringing the funny man you guys think about all the like i know for each one of us this show has brought so many people into our lives that maybe we never would have connected with like we've got tim in the chat corbin lance from couch crunchers in the community andy you know all these people that you know we've got people that are like greg in in japan and there's just people we've connected with all over the world over the last five years and 200 odd episodes. And it's just, it's crazy. Like to think about all the stuff we've gone through together, like Jose and his stroke and, and just everything that this show has, has gone through. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty special thing to me. And it's um, like, we were talking yesterday, Matt, like, so much has happened while we did this. Like, you know, remember I talked about my daughter's first date and I've talked about, uh, you know, remember the, the emergency when my kids called and it really ended up being, they could 
Dad. Ice cream. <laughs> gotta, gotta eat the last of the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then one. <laughs> Like if ever that I freaked out because I was like, oh my god, something's going on. They're calling me. I have to, I have to take this call. I was scared that I was going to hop in my car and like get to my house in like five minutes because my house is on fire. And Dad, kind of lost the ice cream. Like there's so much shit you guys don't see that goes on behind that has gone on behind the scenes and arguments and fights and and all that. But man, like without this show, I. We, I think we'd all still be friends because we kind of ran in the same group, but I don't think we'd be as strong as friends as we are. Um, I remember um, when Kyle almost gave me a hand on the spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Kyle almost giving you hands. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you wanted to fight Jose. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, we saw oh, porn. Oh, over daycare. Yeah. Or the absolute beatdown. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've wow. this show like we started out with giving Kyle the nickname Restrictor Plate, and I remember that. And I it's remember just, that. I mean, people like Andy who've been around since episode one. You know, it, it's like I said, we've this show has transformed so much, and it's going to continue to transform going forward. But you, you know, I I gotta just reiterate. I know, like I said, Kevin Smith is what got me into starting this podcast by saying. You know, if you have a creative and you have something to say, go out there and start a podcast. Anyone can do it. You can do it from your cell phone. And I just got to push on that message, man. If you if you got something to say and you think people, you know, want to hear it, put out a podcast, have fun, do it with your buddies, because you never know whose life you're going to change. And that's that's the crazy part about all this is like we sit here for two hours or whatever every Friday night talking to each other, talking about shit we love, and you never know who that's affecting. Like we've had emails from people who went to their first convention and didn't think they could because of anxiety after listening to us, or we've helped people when their you know, a parent has died or never, you just never know what they're going through or what they're dealing with on a daily basis that we help them get through. Even if it's just the hustle and bustle to and from work every morning, it's, it's or your bed. Yeah. Or your bed or, you know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the impact this kind of stuff can have on you. And I guess, it, it's fitting that Corbin is here because I, I think that's like the advice that I would pass along to you, dude, is is it's never the show is never, you know, it no one person is ever bigger than your show. But I'll, it, it takes a, co- a group of people to to put it together. And I couldn't do it without any of the guys that are here ever because it's they, they put so much work into it, it and it makes the show better. Um, and, and that's including every guest we've ever interviewed. I mean, like this show has allowed me to to talk to Kevin Smith, you know, get interest from him. Jay Muse, Cena Grace, Scott Snyder. It's allowed us to attend various conventions. Like we've we've gotten a lot. This this show has provided a lot for us, and and I hope it uh, continues to. And I'm excited to see what happens in the next 400 or 200 episodes. But that's that's just the I think like I said the the words of wisdom I'd push on to anybody, especially Corbin who's here. And I know you guys are are what episode? You're in your twenties now on Common Playground. Yeah, never. So. You never know who you're talking. You never know who you're connecting with. You never know what someone's keying in on or how you're affecting someone. So it, just mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Always be humble. Always be gracious, and just mm-hmm. know that just whatever you're putting out there, someone's listening, and it, it could be affecting them. In a you know, you could be helping someone through something that you didn't you never know about you might not ever know about 
Oh yeah, definitely. I was gonna say. I mean, I even kind of even interacted with y'all through listening to a random pod. I was looking through stuff and I heard you guys, and I was like, wow. Let me reach out and see if I could talk, and and you know things evolve from there. And even afterwards, I've been listening. You know, when I haven't been on, and it's been it's like community. You know, you tune in every Friday because maybe even if yeah. not on the chat, but it's like okay, community. I want to hear <laughs> it's community. You know, <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I, I get that. Yeah, but I'm saying, in my opinion, okay, quoting for the only for no, I'm kidding, but in the same track. <laughs> You know, it, it's a group. You know what I mean? Like, I know, okay, every Friday, if I'm chilling or whatever, that I got people I can hit up and, and talk to. Or, yes. you know, if I don't want to be that guy in the chat, I can just listen and I rage on my own as far as, like, comic opinions or whatnot. Or just, you got to talk back and forth. It's fun. And, you know, I, uh, 200 episodes is a lot. I've only listened, like, 20 of them, really. But just even being Damn. part of it, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, Damn. hey, hey it's been 20 every Friday. You think about it. I catch on. I do. What I'm trying to say is just, like, <laughs> Congrats, and I was honored to even be on this episode because, like, you guys have been doing a lot and are good friends of mine already and, like, know your stuff, and it's just a lot of fun. I think that's probably the most important part, and that is um, I, the, the, I s- tell Matt and Kyle this all the time. Um, I will always love sitting and bullshitting with friends about comics or, or you know, religion or... You know, when we can sit and just have good, funny conversations, maybe learn something from each other and never take it personal, then I'll be there every time. And that's why I'm here. I'm here because I enjoy bullshitting with friends about what we bullshit about. And one of the cool things that really made me realize uh, how this, again, this group or community, whatever you want to call it, where it can go was my how I felt about the last con and going there and the first day being there and being so disappointed about not all the comic guys being and you know sellers being there and it being about you know foam swords and this and that and then after being there at the last day and I realized at the end of that day no this was a really freaking good con because I got to hang out with these same people I got to you know hang out with with a lot of people that I've made good friends with over this right here so except jose he kept ditching us yeah he was too busy getting roy thomas to sign his fucking wolverine man (laughs) so yeah i i i agree that definitely if it's something you enjoy doing do it doesn't matter anything else if you enjoy doing it do it oh hell yeah oh yeah kyle you got anything you want to say no, I'm good. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys have said it. I mean, what? I mean, all I can pretty much do is repeat it. I mean, I just come on to have a good time, and I've just been lucky enough to be able to do it. And I'm just gracious for being able to come on and bullshit and poke fun mm-hmm. and have a good time and meet all kinds of cool new people. Mm-hmm. More people than I thought I'd ever meet. Jose's sure. just here for the free comic con, con passes. <laughs> I'm making people laugh. I'm making people laugh. And I talk. Stroke. And now we're throwing up. And now we're going to replay the famous episode. And yeah, <laughs> throwing up. Throwing. Oh. But yeah, it's been it's been a, a day for me just just thinking about this and and trying to put all this together and like. Like I said, it it just really hit me today, like how crazy all of this is, and 
and just how awesome just being able to do this with you guys is. So I want to I want to thank you guys for being here each and every week with us. And are you going to start crying like you did when you read? Yes, I'm going to start crying. Yes, exactly. No. But, you know, I, and I got to thank the fans. I got to thank the people that listen to us, that download us every week, that tune in every Friday, that are here in the chat participating. You guys are what makes this show go. And without you guys, we would have never hit 200 episodes, let alone the 420-some that we actually have out between all the content we've produced. But that's, I just really got to thank the fans, number one, because without you guys, like I said, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible or as this fun yep there you, go. <laughs> you fucking dick <laughs> yeah it's awesome it's awesome that people are willing to come every week and listen to us it's yeah. awesome i think that's that's awesome and now i'm about to hitchhike out of here yeah <laughs> but guys that'll put a wrap on 200 episodes i want to thank corbin again for uh for joining us tonight and if you guys haven't checked out the newest episode of comic playground go do that because i absolutely kill it it should just change the na- the name of the show and have me on every week because so Matt's playground yep <laughs> <laughs> because i killed it on that show and and i should just be invited back every week but you know whatever i got i got this show so um but yeah, I guys. can't wait till the next time we get to come on Comic Playground. I'm so excited for right. that day. Definitely, yeah, for sure, it's gonna happen. Um, guys, we <laughs> so with episode says that. <laughs> with episode 200, <laughs> we have a lot of changes. We got a new intro. We've got a new logo. We now even have a we're using a Discord chat server. So, guys, if you have Discord and you use Discord, subscribe to the chat server. It's a good way to build the community. The community. And to uh, keep in contact with us and post cool things, and you guys can talk to each other. You can we'll hang out in there from time to time. You can talk to us. It's it's just another way to connect with us and be part of the show. So, if you're a part of Discord, definitely check that out and and join that server and have a good time with us. Um, I want to you know uh, what else? What else we got? Um, if you guys had a good time tonight and enjoyed this 200th episode, make sure to like and subscribe to. If this is your first time finding us on YouTube. Uh, make sure to subscribe to it if this is your first time listening on any of the podcasting download platforms. Um, make sure to leave comments in the chat with the the number of faces Kyle's made to to win that that print giveaway. We actually got, like I said, it's going to be a, probably a month. We've actually got some other giveaways, some other prints and stuff we're going to do periodically through the month as giveaways as well. So we've got a lot of good content coming up. Um, make sure to join us on Facebook. If you're part of Facebook, we've got a absolute geek group there as well as a Facebook fan group where we're pretty active and, and interacting in and, and all that. So I guess, uh, for this week's episode of the absolute geek podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Jose. I'm Brian. Go for it. Corbin. Hey, I'm Corbin. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, Guys, 200 episodes down. Let's see what the next 200 bring for us. And we'll see you guys.